This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Football Nation. Bill Enright here along with Todd DeVries, and we have a very exciting show to you, for you planned today. Major trade news, Todd. Can you believe the Indianapolis Colts acquired Trent Richardson for a first-round pick for the Cleveland Browns? Bill, no. Very <laughs> shocking news. I was sitting there. I'll, be, I'll, I'll take you into my world for a second, Bill. Okay. So I'm at my son's soccer practice. Right. And I got my iPhone. And I, I have, like, all these apps that give me all sorts of little, you know, reminders. And, and uh, it, it's ringing constantly, my, my phone, with updates, with alerts for football players, for fantasy, for college football, you name it. So usually when I get a little alert, I kind of halfway look at it just to see if there's anything interesting. Most of the time it's not. And I saw the words Trent Richardson Colts. Ooh. <laughs> and the thing is, like the, the text, the way it's set up, it, it, it like fades away after like three seconds. Right. So I kind of looked at it, and, I, and then it faded away, and I was like, what? <laughs> I said, that can't be. So then, of course, I frantically am like Google searching, and sure enough – Trent Richardson gets traded to the Colts. I just can't believe it. Uh, I know. You, you actually texted me, alerting me of the of the trade. I was in the middle of New York City at the San Gennaro Festival with my fiance, and she was like, you know, we, we very rarely go out during the football season, so usually Wednesday night is a pretty calm night. I can't think of the last time there was a big trade in the NFL during the season, and she just kind of got that look on her face like she knew the night was ruined. Because I was on my phone the rest of the night and sending tweets and and alerting uh, the members at FF Champs and making Facebook updates and she she was just very disappointed. Uh, yeah, I mean major fantasy ramifications. Is it fair to say, Bill, that? Uh, maybe it's not fair to say. Is it fair to say what I was going to say was that it, it has bigger fantasy implications than it does actual football ramifications? I don't I don't know, Todd. You know we were kind of shocked when Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator for the Colts, kind of said he wanted to run the ball a lot this year because we were looking at Donald Brown. We were looking at Ahmad Bradshaw. We were looking at Vic Ballard, who, of course, now is on IR with the ACL injury, and we just didn't see it. We didn't see how that was going to be possible for this Colts team to run the football a lot. But now with Trent Richardson, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think, I think they become a really good team for a very long time. With their offensive playmakers, uh, they have the first and third overall picks from the 2012 NFL Draft and now on their roster. That, that's pretty impressive. It is. It's impressive. And let's just, uh, you know, what the Browns are doing here is they're going to tank for Teddy, right? Teddy Bridgewater, you quarterback. You think that's what's happening? <laughs> it better be what's happening. The whole, the whole thing with this is, T, I, I, I want to take the Browns' side of this for a second. Yeah. Right? They don't have a quarter. They have a new regime in there. Joe Banner came over from the Eagles, right? right. He's like the CEO, president guy. They got uh, Lombardi, who's the GM. Right. So they yeah. kind of inherited Brandon Whedon and Trent Richardson and these guys, and obviously they weren't enamored with any of them. Right. And we understand the quarterbacks, you know. I mean, my God, they're starting who? Hoyer this weekend? That, that, that you, you also sent me a great tweet with that jersey, that Browns, that iconic Browns jersey with all the different quarterbacks' names on it. That, to me, is, is just classic. <laughs> I know. They've like, had like 20 quarterbacks in the past 10 years. Yeah, it's great. Terrible. 
Um, you know, I, I kind of see where they're going with this, but the timing is just so weird, Bill. Two games into the season, you do this. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just weird timing. You never see this in like week two. I mean, I can see if you're, you know, before the trade deadline, which is like in the middle of the season, right? The Browns are whatever, one and eight, you know, and they want to do something like this. I can kind of see it. But the season hasn't even really started yet. It's just begun. And and that's what's kind of crazy about it, because yesterday I read a report saying that Norv Turner and uh, the offensive coordinator for the Browns and Rob Trudzinski, the head coach, they said that Trent Richardson didn't fit into their to their offensive scheme. He wasn't a good fit. So uh, I guess that means Chris Obanaya and Bobby, Bobby Rainey. Rainey and maybe Willis McGahee, I guess they're better fits than Trent Richardson. Like, are we really supposed to believe that? The poor fans in Cleveland, they're going to have to tank this season and then hope for Terry Bridgewater next year. What about if Bridgewater doesn't work out? Well, what if they don't get the number one pick? Or, or <laughs> what about if they win the last I mean, game of the year? <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars are still in the league, right? Yep. You know, um, it's very early to be talking draft, but I mean, right now, if the draft were today, Teddy Bridgewater is the number one pick. Right. Okay. And as long as the team needs a quarterback and obviously Jacksonville needs a quarterback and Cleveland needs a quarterback. Um, So, you know, what if Cleveland's number two or three or four or five, you know, what if they go three and 13 and it's not the worst record in the league? There's no guarantee that they have enough picks to go up to number one. You know, if the team at number one needs a quarterback, I mean, what happened a couple years ago where the Redskins traded up a few spots to get RG3 with right. the Rams? That was last year. Yeah, but the Rams two, already had a quarterback, years, so they had to kind of trade out. It made, you know what I mean? Right. They had to stick with Bradford. They were too much money was invested in him, and he was still young, you know. So they were kind of in a rough spot. But who, what, who's to say that the teams in the first couple positions? Need, if they need a quarterback, they're not going to just trade out. They're going to take that franchise guy if they think he's a franchise guy. Right. Do you know what I mean? So uh, you can see what the Browns are thinking here. The Browns fans, are they? do they play at home this week, Bill? No, they play at Minnesota. That's too bad. It would have been quite the scene in the dog pound <laughs> on a Sunday. Of, a lot of barking. Had it have been a home game. You know, all the people in the Trent Richardson jerseys, Right. Literally, my friend was wearing a Trent Richardson jersey on Sunday. I was like, oh, dude, that, that's a really cool jersey. It was, you know, it was just different because you're not used to seeing Browns jerseys from where I'm from. Literally had it on Sunday. And now it's – he texts me. That's not, he goes, I guess this is a throwback already. Yeah. It's just so, a shame. But, hey, man, so that, from the Browns' perspective, obviously this is what they're trying to do. Joe Banner, I'm very familiar with him, Bill, from his time with the Eagles. Right. He's a great salary cap guy. Um, no doubt about that. But he always seems to try to outsmart everyone else. Sometimes it backfires. A lot of times it backfires. He he just has that weird kind of aura about him, like I'm smarter than you, don't question me, because, yeah, what I'm doing, only 5% of the people would wind up doing, but it's going to work, you'll see. Like right. That's kind of how he comes across in all okay. of his time in Philadelphia. He did, you know, he had a lot of a lot of strange moves where he would cut guys in the prime of their career. He did a lot of weird things. Sometimes it panned out, sometimes it didn't. I'm just, you know, this is just a very, very odd, it, given the timing of it. Bill, if this had happened, I don't know, during the off season, it wouldn't have been huge, a huge shock to me, right? Really, right? But, but you know, they have nothing. They're going to bring in Willis McGahee. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. And think about. 
you know, people will always kind of question or, and wonder how the Patriots are so good every year. It's because they have stability in the organization. It starts with the front office, starts with the head coach, and it starts with the quarterback. You think to the Cleveland Browns, their 2012 draft, Todd, they, draft, they, they traded a lot of picks to get Trent Richardson at number three. And then they took Brandon Whedon in the first round in the mid-20s. So now just two of their first-round picks are pretty I'm, – I'm considering Brandon Whedon off the team because I can't see him um, starting for them in – Right, I can't see him. Them, I can't see him starting for t- in 2014. So I'm already looking a year ahead. But it, just two drafts ago, just in 2012, their first, their two first round picks that they had are already going to be off the team. That's not a way you build the franchise. Well, you know, the the counter argument is you don't build a franchise around a star running back in this day and age, right? Mm. Then they shouldn't have draft. They shouldn't have drafted him to begin with. It. They didn't draft him. Well, these guys didn't draft they, him. That's what I'm saying. But but again, that goes back to the stability and the consistency in the front office. You can't just go out and fire yeah. your GM every two years because then this is what happens. Well, and, the, and you know what, Todd? The same thing's going to happen with the Jets next year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor Gino. You know, if you want to go back to the most important draft pick of the Andy Reid slash Joe Banner era. In when Philly. the Eagles had the high, high draft pick, and they took McNabb over right. Ricky Williams. Right. Remember? Of course. The They're entire city, yeah, they all wanted Ricky Williams the running back. They went with McNabb, and they turned out to be right. So I think in the back of Banner's mind, you know, and they obviously rode that for a decade. You know, right. they got it right, and it was a move that – I mean, if you get it right with these franchise quarterbacks, Bill, you're set for 10 years. Yeah. So that's what they're going for. Um, it's just the timing of it's very odd, and uh, it's just very odd, just very strange, very odd. And um, but from a fantasy perspective, we love this. This is fantastic news. Yeah. So we were talking about the Browns for a little bit. Let's kind of focus on how this makes the Colts better. Yes. Todd, you think about Andrew Luck and the playmakers he has at wide receiver with Reggie Wayne. T.Y. Hilton, uh, the two young tight ends, Dwayne Allen and Zach, uh, Zach Ertz, uh, Colby Fleener. And then you throw in a guy like Trent Richardson in the backfield. That was the only skilled position they were really lacking. Ahmad Bradshaw has passed his prime. Donald Brown is a uh, first round, a former first-round bust. Uh, Vic Ballard's out for the year with an ACL injury. Trent Richardson is a 23-year-old running back, highly touted prospect out of Alabama. This is not like they traded for someone like – D'Angelo Williams or Noshawn Moreno, who are at the end of his career. Trent Richardson is just entering his prime. I think this does wonders for the Colts and for Trent Richardson's fantasy stock, along with the other playmakers from Indianapolis. Well, yeah, this is going to um, throw into play the whole thing where, you know, first of all, Trent Richardson was seeing defenses in Cleveland stacked to, to you know, to beat him. You know, Can't do that in. against Andrew Luck. Nope. So you're going to see Andrew Luck might have more opportunities. Uh, the receivers might have a little, a few more opportunities, and, and Trent should too. So it makes perfect sense offensively for the Colts. Very exciting stuff. You couldn't have picked a better spot for him, Bill. I mean, Great I was kind of hoping, you know, I was kind of curious back in the draft back in April. I was kind of wondering if what the Colts were going to do, if they were going to try to address that running back spot, you know. And they did kind of with Kerwin Williams, who's a late-round pick. Mm-hmm. Utah State guy, who I actually kind of like. But anyway... Um, but other than that, they got Ahmad Bradshaw. I wasn't high on him at all, no. and I didn't draft him in any of my fantasy leagues. So I'm, I'm loving this. This is perfect. You have to think, Todd. 
you look back at that Colts 2012 draft, and they had Andrew Luck with their first overall pick uh, as a quarterback. They have T.Y. Hilton, I believe, a wide receiver, third-round pick. Uh-huh. Dwayne Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener, were they was second and third or third and fourth? Something like that. And now Trent Richardson, who was the number third overall pick. All of these guys, all of these skill position guys, it's crazy. They're only in their second year. And they're yeah. already kind of well-known household names among fantasy football circles. But now the NFL audience, the NFL fans out there, you're going to have to deal with the Indianapolis Colts for another 15, maybe 10, 15 years as being a powerhouse on offense. Yeah. And how about the fans in Indy, Todd? You know, they go from Peyton Manning for, what, 15 seasons? Yeah. And now they go. Now they have Andrew Luck, whereas, you well, know, hey, they'll probably go 28, 30 years without. Well, let's talk about this for a second, Bill, because the Colts, some say they tanked it at that season when Manning was injured. You know, right. when Manning was on the sideline, everyone's like, is he really hurt? How bad is he hurt? Why isn't he in there? Right. Remember during that season, there were reports sure. he might come back in December, November. Now, he never did. Mm-hmm. And they threw out, what, like Curtis Painter and Curtis you know, Painter, Carey Carry Collins was in there yeah. for a couple games. Yeah. So they tanked, and what happened? They got luck. They sucked one. for luck. Yep. So if we fast forward a year from now, and you, were on our, you and I are on the radio next September here on Football Nation Airwaves, Bill, and the Browns are trotting Teddy Bridgewater out there, this is a good deal for the Browns. Well, hopefully he's not just another name on that jersey. I, I, I agree. Hopefully they get a new jersey and they put Bridgewater on the back. The first I name. like Bridgewater. Start I, of a new era. See, I believe in Bridgewater. I think he's a, I think he's going to pin out no matter where he lands, as long as he has you know decent coaching. As long as he doesn't land at Oakland, right? Um, <laughs> or maybe Jacksonville for that matter. So maybe he won't pin out. <laughs> Come to think of it, but uh, if he you know I, I'm high on Bridgewater, so I think that um, you know time will tell. But unfortunately for Cleveland fans, this year, I mean. Is just a, it's just a terrible, terrible season for them. Right. There's no win. There's nothing they can do. You don't want to go six and ten now. No. No. You know, you go that's what they were staring at. Or two and fourteen. Yeah, I mean that's what they were staring at, right? Five or six wins. Yeah. Prior to yeah, this deal, maybe four. Yeah. So now you just rooting for them to lose. Like it's it's September nineteenth. Right. We haven't even played three games yet. No. And they're done. No. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Whedon's not playing this weekend. They're trotting out Brian Hoyer as their starting quarterback. They're, tr- they're testing. They're giving uh, Willis McGahee a physical for today, uh, I believe later this afternoon, hoping that they can sign him because they need a running back now that Richardson's gone. Josh Gordon comes back from suspension. That's some good news for the Browns. Get your Jeff- Josh Gordon jerseys. Get your Josh Gordon jerseys and hope he doesn't get suspended. Uh Hope he doesn't get another arrest because he'll be out for the year, I believe, his next suspension. Oh, please. That would be terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, Josh I don't Gord- know, man. Josh Gordon, uh... hears- Josh Gordon hears of the Trent Richardson news, and he just like decides to spark up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, screw this, man. I'm out. I'll take the suspension for the year. I'm going yeah. to tank it for Teddy, too. Bill, the, the, the NFL draft. So basically, the Browns fans have to wait for the NFL draft. To see, obviously, what position, you know, what spot they have, and can they trade up if they need to trade up and all that stuff. That's eight months away. Yeah, it's a... It's... Eight months. It's 240 days away. They got to wait. And then they got to wait whoever they pick to see if he's any good. 
Whoever's so, selling uh, brown paper bags in Cleveland, you're about to go out. Uh, uh, you know, you're about to run out of your stock. You run run out of your uh, all your supply because everyone's going to be buying them up so they can wear it to the Browns game. You know, wear them on their heads. I'm telling you, man, it's a uh, sad situation. It's not a great PR move. No, but, certainly not. But again, but I, you know, but I, but I kind of, I just think the timing's weird. But I see where the Browns are going with it. You know, if you did it before last season, Bill. I'd really have a problem with it because there were no we we didn't we weren't high on these quarterbacks these rookies um, last year. Right. So if they did it for EJ Manuel or Geno Smith, we would have yeah, yeah. hounded them. Or, or at the time, Matt Barkley. Everyone thought Barkley was going to be the top. Quarterback, right, right. Right. Okay. Um, this year is dramatically improved from last year. There's a, there's five or six guys that, are, that have serious potential. So um, I see where they're going with it, man. But if I'm a Browns fan, I'm not too happy with the timing of all, all this at all. Uh, fantasy fans, if you have Trent Richardson on your team, let us know how you feel about him being on the Colts. Our phone number here is 855-478-7030. You can also send us an email, radio at footballnation.com. Got a lot to discuss today. We're really just getting into it with the Trent Richardson trade to Indianapolis. We're going to go over week three in the NFL. Very exciting week. We have the Eagles and the Chiefs kicking off in just a few hours as we're broadcasting live on Football Nation uh, Eagles and Chiefs. Andy Reid, Todd, he returns to Philadelphia. What do you think about that? Oh, it's a good storyline. It's, it's going to be blown out of proportion like everything else always is. But uh, it's a fun storyline. You know, Obviously, that's why they put the game on, on uh, primetime Thursday night. And uh, the Chiefs are on a roll, right? They spanked the Jaguars like they should have. But then they beat yep. the Cowboys at home, which is a nice win. So yeah, they, they come rolling in 2-0. and Um you know, expectations are rising in Kansas City. And then you got the Eagles, who are just a very entertaining team at the moment. As long as Michael Vick is healthy and that O-line is healthy, they're going to be very entertaining to watch. You know, should be lots of high-scoring games. So it's a good matchup. It's a fun one. I think that America will tune in. It's, uh, it's a, you know, it's – Bill, here's the issue. These Thursday night games are really weird if you look You're back not feeling them. them. Well, remember last year? They sucked last year. Last year, I remember us on the radio saying, Bill, how the Thursday night matchups were excellent on paper, and they didn't. They just all turned out to be blowouts or just stinky Disasters, games. yeah. Low-scoring, defensive slugfest, whatever. Right. There were very few games that like lived up to the billing. So I'm a little concerned about that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a, a real kick in the pants, Bill, if it, tonight was like a 9-7 game? It certainly would, Todd, because when you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, they're number two in total yards, and I believe top five in points per game. So if it's nine to seven, something went wrong for Philadelphia. <laughs> well, and something as good as their offense is, their defense is bad too. So, right. Uh, so you'd expect the Chiefs to score some points. Yeah, I'm just saying that last year there were, you know, it's a short week for these teams. How much are they really able to practice, if at all? I think up to that's this game? that's the killer. I you think know? that part's the killer. Yeah, you said it. I mean, the Chiefs were here. They arrived in, in Philly on Wednesday afternoon. Oh, so really? They traveled on Wednesday. You know, what are they – they're not getting practice time in. No. They're just they're just going to roll them out there, and they're going to be real vanilla about it, I think. 
I hope I'm wrong. I just I just know that it's the same thing with the college games on Thursday night, Bill. A lot of times you get these great matchups with these high offenses, high octane offenses, and it doesn't pan out. It's just There's a weird thing on that. Thursday nights. These short weeks are just very, very odd sometimes. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope we get another high scoring game like the first two that the Eagles have played in because that that's fun to watch for fantasy and otherwise. Do you think the NFL made a mistake with these Thursday night games? Do you think they should just go back? They should get rid of it altogether, Sunday and Monday night football? Well, you have to qualify your question, Bill. I mean, this is making them so much money. You know, it's for, for right. a million reasons, it's a good move on their part to have Thursday night games. Would Friday night be better? No. Think think an extra – why not? An extra day to practice, an extra day to travel? High school football. High school football is for Friday night, Friday night lights. Yeah. Okay. All right. I know that even the colleges try to stay away from Fridays when they can. Only the really desperate small conferences try to play a game or two on Friday nights, you know? I'm clubbing it up on Friday night anyway. You you and Victor Cruz. (laughs) Me and and my boy Cruz. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah, these Thursday nighters are here to stay, man. But, uh, you know, is, is too much football? Is it too much football for you, Bill? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I have a pretty good deal with my fiance that I can watch the Thursday night game. I can watch the Monday night game without any kind of drama in the household. She gets a remote. Oh wait a minute! You have a deal. Is this like a, a written contract? Oh well, it's not. Like it's a, a verbal. It's, it's a verbal contract. Um, How does it a work? Hand, a handshake. She gets the remote on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, and even Saturday. She gets to pick the movie on Saturday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then I get to do whatever the heck I want Sunday, Monday night, and Thursday night. So where are you tonight? It's um, you know middle of the fourth quarter. It's late, pretty late. Oh, it's end of third quarter, something like yeah. that. You're on the couch. You had your laptop open, working, watching, all that, like you always yeah. are. Right. What happens when she comes storming into the room? What happens there? No, she's Todd. She's in bed by ten fifteen. All right. Well, let's circle Sleeping. back to the first half then. Um, she's probably playing Candy Crush while I'm watching the game. But do you ever? Is there, is there ever conflict? In no. The right. No. No. No conflict. No. She's good like that. She knows. She understands. It's part of the job. Okay. I mean, Todd, that's the great thing about having this job is we have to say, hey, it's for work, it's for research purposes. I have to know what's going on. I have to be able to talk about it. I have to be able to write about it. I mean, technically, I'm not lying. Oh, trust me, I use the same uh, words. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. It's great. Yeah. yeah so Thursday night football, the Chiefs and the Eagles. I am not a fan of either team. Major fantasy football implications. I have Jamal Charles. I have uh, Sean McCoy in a couple leagues, Deshaun Jackson. So, yeah, I'm going to be fully immersed in this game tonight. iPad, iPhone, television screen. Twitter on my iPad. Fantasy scores on my iPhone, and then the game on the screen. Nice. It's great. It's a great setup. Can't nice. go wrong. There you go. But, Todd, I don't have any kids. It's only, you know, if I, if she wanted to go watch TV in another room, she she, she can do that. You know, it's it's. I'm still, you know, I'm very fortunate in that area. God help you if you have kids someday, Bill. Well, that's going to be, a, you know, I'll be watching, I don't know, what do the kids watch these days? Dora no. the Explorer. I'll be watching Dora the Explorer reruns or Rainbow Bright or Shor- Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just flip it real quick. I just want to see the red zone. Oh, it'll be a tantrum. It'll be a tantrum. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
And there, but there's an age where you can start to brainwash your kids into liking football. Yeah. What is that? Like six months? Uh, <laughs> this is too early. <laughs> Think that's too early to do that? It's never too early. No, it's never it's too early. No. All right, we got a lot more to get to today. We're going to do our fantasy football injury update, Todd, kind of run through the list of injuries, who's practicing, who's not, who's playing in week three, who's going to be inactive. We're also going to go inside the quality stats with our good friend Carrie Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com. Plus, we we also want to help you become the first ever fantasy football millionaire. All the action is over at DraftKings.com. We'll tell you uh, how to get in on that action in just a bit. Again, the phone number here is 855-478-7030. We asked people to call in, talk about Trent Richardson, and that's what our friend Brian in Fort Lauderdale did. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. I just have a, uh, I have a couple questions. One, I had Trent Richardson. He was my first pick, and he's been doing pretty bad lately because of that Cleveland's offense. offense. But uh, I held on to him, and... I'm excited about uh, what's happening with him, not this weekend because of San Francisco, obviously, but I had another question where also with Richardson now. Brian, um, you're all over the place, dude. Are you under a waterfall or something? You're going through a tunnel? What's going on? Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to an uh, area where I can talk at work. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, so take your time getting into the stairwell wherever you need to go. I understand your frustration with Trent Richardson. First-round pick looked like a bust in week one and week two, but keep in mind he was averaging 75 yards uh, rushing and receiving. If you're in a PPR league, he was doing an okay job. He was playing against two really tough defenses in week one and week two with the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. Todd, his schedule was just about to open up in a big way. Minnesota Vikings on the schedule in week three. But now it totally changes because, as Brian in Fort Lauderdale said, He's playing the 49ers this week. Tough defense, but we did see Marshawn Lynch kind of run all over them in week two. Well, here's the issue. Forget the opponent for one second for this week. Uh, uh, how involved can he possibly be this week? You, th- you think the, uh, his knowledge of the playbook is going to be a little bit of a problem? Well, he's – I don't know. He's, in, he, he's arriving in Indianapolis today, right? Right. Uh, they got to travel to San Fran. Uh, yes, they do. They got across the country. I, I just don't know how involved he'll be this week. Now, after that, they play Jacksonville, and then they get Seattle at home. Mm, tough. Not great. And then the schedule kind of gets a little juicier down the line. Um, I, I don't. You know, I have Trent in in one league, Bill, and I've got to start him because I've got so many injuries everywhere else. Right. That I have to just start him. But I, I'm, I mean, what are you expecting from him this week? That's tough. That's a tough – you know, I didn't think about him having to travel to San Fran. How much could he really learn the playbook? I know. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying is this is such a weird – it's so weird. This timing of this whole thing is very odd. It's just it's just such a strange trade. Week um, two? I'm guessing he gets about maybe 10 carries. Ahmad Bradshaw gets 15. Yeah, so – question. What yeah, what do you got for us, Brian? You're in a good place that you can talk now? Yeah, yeah. Do I do I start him because I also have Richardson and Jokey Bell? And well, if Reggie Bush is not playing, Joke Bell's got to be in your lineup. Great matchup oh, yeah. against the Washington Redskins, right? That's who they're and playing the this al- week, right? Lions yeah. Redskins. Yep. 
And your other running back is Daryl Richardson? Daryl Richardson. He's questionable right now. Uh, Isaiah Pede and Benjamin Cunningham, Benny Cunningham, are taking the reps in practice. So you might just want to be a little bit cautious about Daryl Richardson. He was kind of out of the game in that fourth quarter comeback. Isaiah Pede was getting a lot of the action, which was surprising to me. Are those your only options, Brian? Well, see, that's where it leads me to my – those are my only options. But that, that, that's what leads me to my other question is I have a trade opportunity to trade for Hilton, but I have to trade Richardson, uh, Dale Richardson, and Chris Givens for Hilton. Now that that offense has Trent Richardson, I thought it would be awesome. So you're going to get T.Y., and you have to give up Chris Givens and Dale Richardson? Listen, both yeah. of us like T.Y. Hilton a lot. Chris yeah. Givens for Hilton is an even trade in my mind. But now that you're throwing in a running back, too, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Okay. Todd, does that make sense to you? I mean, Givens and Hillen are pretty even. Um, you know, you give a slight edge to Hillen. We have Hillen 28 on our rest of the way rankings, Chris Givens 38. But now that you throw a running back in there, I wouldn't do that. Maybe if the running back was someone like, you know, Monte Ball or okay. Roy Helu, but not someone like Dow Richardson. Yeah, so keep on the. I mean, even though he's injured, keep on him because he is the starting running back right now. Right, right. You have you have to stay with him. Listen, he beat out Isaiah Pede last year. What was Richardson, Todd? Is a sixth or seventh round pick? Isaiah Pede, I think, was the second round pick, right? Yeah. And like and and Richardson beat him out when Stephen Jackson w- was out of the game. So, you know, you have to think that Coach Jeff Fisher likes Richardson a little bit more. Plus, Pede was suspended this year and. You have to keep Richardson on the on the squad just just for a couple more games. Okay. All right. All right, guys. I uh, yeah, I'll try and trade for uh, Hilton another way, and I appreciate everything. Appreciate the call, Brian. Let's stick with the Trent Richardson topic. I have a feeling, Todd, a lot of people are going to be emailing us, calling us at eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. Emails radio at footballnation dot com. Want to know what was going to happen with Trent Richardson this weekend? Pretty interesting situation here. We're going to go to Josh in Virginia. What's up, Josh? Not much, guys. How you doing? Doing great, man. What do you got for us today? All right. Well, I had Trent Richardson as my RB2, guys. I was Sean McCoy, of course, as my first. But um, nice. that, that really kind of sticks it to me right there, man. I go I go against the top three teams these upcoming weeks. So it's just going to be a little nuts. I mean, I'll, now the next best running back on my team is probably Ben Tate, and I already had him on Bradshaw um, as my RB3, so I'm kind of in a pickle here. Oh. Well, at least you have the backup for Richardson now. You have the handcuff. That's good news. Is it? Well, you can't. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, yeah you lose. Yes, you lose a starting option. Yeah. But if Richardson were to go down, at least you have that starting option still. Yeah, this is I mean, now the only question is, I mean, do I start Ben Tate as my RB2 or do I try to make a trade? I mean, I got so many calls this morning um, coming into work. <laughs> I guess everybody found out why I did. You know, one guy even offered me, like, Andre Johnson and uh, Reggie Bush, you know, but I know Reggie's a questionable for this week, so I'm not even sure about that. If you could get Reggie and Joyke Bell, I would do that. Or you might want to look at trading Ben Tate to whoever has Arian Foster. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually playing the guy that has uh, Aaron Foster this week, <laughs> and he has uh, my handcuff with Sean McCoy. Well, why don't you try to pr- package Ben Tate and um, – uh, I don't want to tell you to give a pressure. Package Ben Tate and a receiver, try to get Bryce Brown and a running back in return. All right, all right. 
There's one more question, guys. Uh, sure. Who should I start this week? Um, Andrew Luck or um, Alex Smith? Oh. What do you think, Bill? Todd, I know you're a little wary about the Thursday night games. I have Alex Smith as my 15th ranked quarterback. Andrew Luck as my 11th ranked quarterback. So I always stick with the FFCPI. That's our rankings at FFGems.com. I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. But I wouldn't be upset if he went with Alex Smith just because I think there's going to be a lot of points tonight. I I really do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I have Luck ranked higher than Alex Smith. Right on, right on. Thanks so much, guys. You're awesome. All right, take it easy. Uh, We appreciate the call, Josh. Interesting. Uh, Luck and Alex Smith because you've got your – Weekly starter with a difficult matchup. Right. And you've got your QB2 with his best matchup of the year. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to, that's a good way to put it. I mean, you're not going to get any better. Well, I guess the Chiefs have to play the Redskins, too, so that'll be another good one for Alex Smith. Yeah. <laughs> any, and they get the Giants, too. So any NFC East team you play is pretty good. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, you know, that's the dilemma, and it comes down to, I mean, luck – do you factor in the, the you know the the fact that he's going out to Northern California again, back where you know f- facing his old coach, up in his old stomping grounds? You know he went to Stanford and all that. Any do you put any credence into that? How he might actually play a little better than normal up there, or what? I I certainly do, but I put the same amount of credence into the fact that the 49ers just got their ass kicked on Sunday Night Football national television against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean they didn't even score a touchdown. So their defense is going to be fired up. Their offense is going to be fired up. It's tough when your opponent is coming off a loss like that. So just the same amount of the same amount of uh, impact I think Andrew Luck is going to have with going against his old coach and playing against playing in his kind of uh, uh, college territory there with Stanford. I, I give the same amount of impact to the Niners coming off that big loss. So you think Trent gets ten? 10- Touches. Ten, 10 carries or 10 touches? I shouldn't have said carries. I said carries before. 10 touches. I mean, it is a running back, Bill. It's one of the easier positions to transition into. Let's let's try to think here, Todd. Is there any kind of uh, familiar situation with – see, Trent Richardson was at Alabama. Pep Hamilton was at Stanford. I'm trying to think of, like, any coaches or any kind of um, – like, past experiences where they where he might have, like, a good feeling on – what yeah. the Colts are trying to do, I, I can't think of anything. I don't know, but you know, I, you know, we're downplaying his role this week, and rightly so. He's not going to get a full workload. I, I can't imagine he would anyway. But it is a running back, Bill. So you know, if there's any, if there's any position, I mean, just get the ball and run, dude. You know, yeah. The pass protection is another thing. That's another. That's that's more of an issue. Well, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that could actually be. Uh, kind of a downfall for him because the defense might know that when he's in the game, he's getting the ball because he might yep. not know the correct pass protection pickup. Would you be surprised if he had uh, nine carries for 26 yards this week? I would be disappointed. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would be very disappointed because, I mean, I, I was going into this week, Todd, with him playing the Minnesota Vikings. So I was pumped up for Trent Richardson, thought he was going to have one of his breakout games and now we kind of learn that he's playing against one of the tougher defenses in the league. The only thing is that, you know, Marshawn Lynch ran all over them. Ran all over them. Who did, they, who did the Niners play in week one? Eddie Lacy. He didn't do that well. But he didn't do that bad. 
No, at least he was all right. So let me just look at the rushing stats for the 49ers this year. So far, they've let up 183 yards and three touchdowns in two games. So that's right around 90 yards. We know that Lynch had two of those touchdowns. Um, who had the touchdown in the Green Bay game? I'm trying to Lacey. think. Yeah, right, Lacey. Yeah, Lacey All right, so they gave up three rushing touchdowns in two games. An average of what's 36 divided by two? 18? 18, yep. Yeah. See, I'm pretty good. Pretty good there at that go. math. Math on the spot. There you go. So they gave up 18 fantasy points to running backs in the first two weeks. Okay. But not, that's not not that's... terrible, but no. that could be Ahmad Bradshaw getting 12 of those points and Trent Richardson getting six of those points. That's yeah, where that's, the problem is. That's a concern this week. Major concern. Major, yeah. major concern. Yeah. Mm. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Football Nation. When we return, we'll take your telephone calls at 855-478-7030. Plus, we'll get into the latest injury news from around the NFL. More Football Nation coming up right after this. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL on Football Nation. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. 
No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Every football fan has a voice at FootballNation.com. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. Todd DeVries, Bill Enright, hanging out with you. 855-478-7030 is our phone number. Todd, the emails are pouring in. Radio at FootballNation.com is how you can reach us via email. And if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can follow Todd at CFFGeek. That's short for the College Fantasy Football Geek. I am at Bill Enright, and the official Football Nation Twitter handle is FBallNation because some soccer guy, Todd, has like some soccer store in like the United Kingdom has the uh, Football Nation. Do you know how upset I was when I tried to register Football Nation on Twitter and I saw that some soccer dude had had Football Nation spelled out? We had a we had a settle for F Ball Nation. I was very upset that day. I think I was depressed for one or two weeks about that. Surprised you didn't get on a plane and um, jump and try to do something about that. it. Like yeah. cousin Vinny style, settle it with done. your fist. Yeah, I could have done something like that, but you know those those. Uh, my passport is is kind of in question. I, I try not to go through customs certain <laughs> times of the year. <laughs> try not to go through customs certain times of the year, Todd. Got it. Yeah. Uh, let's move over to the phone lines quickly, and then we'll jump into bumps and bruises. That's our injury report for week three. We're gonna go to Jag in Connecticut. Uh, Jag, one of our hey most guys, consistent uh, callers. Really What's up, Jag? All right, you're going to have to repeat. I, I'm sorry, I was trying to say how you're doing, and thanks for calling in today. I missed the first yeah, part of your I, statement. Yeah, I, I was just saying that, you know, I really enjoy the, your analysis on your show a lot. Thank you very much. We enjoy you calling in every week. Love hearing from you. Okay. I think with all the running back injuries, uh, I have a couple of questions, but then I'll start with this. Uh, I, I need to pick two, Frank Gore, David Wilson, or uh, James Stark. James Starks was announced the starter. Eddie Lacy likely out of the game because he has a concussion. Uh, Frank Gore, to me, has to be in your lineup. That one's a no-brainer. So it's really between David Wilson and James Starks. Todd, which one are you rolling with? Oh, man. James Starks playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. David Wilson, good matchup against the Panthers, but, boy, has he been a You know a what, down. dude? I, I'm going to have to go with Starks. I don't love that play, but, Bill, if you've got Starks – Now's the time to play him because this he might, is the this only week be, you'll be able to use him. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, David Wilson last week, but was invisible. Okay. Yes. Uh, thanks for that. I have one more question or a couple of questions, but then MJD or Starks? If MJD is playing, do you might start him or start James against Starks? the Seattle Seahawks? I don't know. That's a risky move, man. MJD has shown us nothing thus far. Uh, we know he's injured with the ankle. Plus, he's playing in Seattle. Todd, I mean, what are the chances that the Jaguars pull an upset against the Seahawks? Frank Gore rushed for 16 yards last week. Right. I'm not playing MJD. <laughs> I mean, Go with James Starks again, Jag. Okay, a last question from me. Sorry. Uh, I need two of the five. Reggie Bush, Frank Gore, David Wilson, Ryan Matthews, Ahmed Bradshaw. Well, this one could be pretty easy because we don't know if Reggie Bush is going to play. So let's just assume that he is playing – 
he's in your lineup because he's playing against the Redskins, and then you're going to play Frank Gore as well. Now, if Bush isn't playing, Frank Gore moves up to your running back one spot. Ryan Matthews, Ahmad Bradshaw, or David Wilson. Todd, which one are you going with? Repeat those again. Uh, Ryan Matthews, Ahmad Bradshaw, or David Wilson. Man. Bradshaw against the 49ers. Ryan Matthews is playing. The Chargers are taking on the Tennessee Titans. I might go Matthews here. I was just going to say, I hate this, but I'm probably going to go Matthews. What's the scoring system? Uh, it's a it's a regular standard league. Okay. Um, I might go Ryan Matthews. Hopefully you don't have to even deal with that decision because Reggie Bush, if he's out there, if he's active on Sunday, then that's who you're going to go with. Okay, then. Thanks again for your Take help. care, Jag. Yeah, Bill, Ryan Matthews, you know, we love to trash him because he's been so disappointing in past years. But, he, you know, he, he had 15 touches in week one, 17 touches in week two. Not Scored bad. a touchdown in there, has 106 yep. rushing yards on the season. So, you know, he is producing as Doing a right. RB3, maybe, flex kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he's angering his new coaching staff in the a process. Yeah. So <laughs> what else is new? But um, given his options, I think that's probably where I would go there. All right, let's try to take one more caller before we get to our injury report. We're going to go to Matt in Chicago. What's up, Matt? How can we help you today? Uh, yeah, I need a running back for this week. It's a non-PPR league. It's between Daryl Richardson, Lamar Miller, and if uh, Ray Rice doesn't play, I do have Bernard Pierce. All right, so Lamar Miller, Daryl Richardson, or Bernard Pierce – I think this becomes a little bit easier if we know Ray Rice is not playing. Right now, I have David Wilson. Uh, excuse me, I have Bernard Pierce at 24 on our rankings. Ray Rice at 16. They were pretty much Bernard Pierce would move up to 16 if Ray Rice is inactive. Lamar Miller's 18, and Dow Richardson's 26 on our rankings at ffchamps.com. So, if Ray Rice is out, Bernard Pierce is in. If Ray Rice is playing. I think you put in Lamar Miller. Agreed. Matt, you got all that? I know it's a, yeah, kind, of a, kinda, a lot to kinda handle. Kind of kind of what I was thinking, so okay. Right. Great. Basically, if Ray Rice is out there, you leave Bernard Pierce on the bench, you put in Lamar Miller. If Ray Rice is inactive, Bernard Pierce gets the start. All right, great. Thanks, guys. All right, Matt, best of luck to you this week. I think we're going to have a lot of people with those situations, Todd. I can see the emails already. A lot of people are wondering what to do with guys like Joyke Bell, um, Bernard Pierce, because Reggie Bush and Ray Rice may not play this week, even with Steven Jackson. he We know he's not playing. So people are going to be wondering what to do with Jaquiz Rogers and Jason Snelling, and I think that's a good transition into bumps and bruises, our weekly injury report here on Football Nation. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? <laughs> Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for bumps and bruises. Excellent job by our producer there, Josh Deering. Had the bumps and bruises ready to go. Let's clap it up for Josh. Good job, Josh. How you doing today, pal? I am doing great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the applause. Phone lines are jumping off the hooks. You, your hands on everything okay over there? Everything's good right now. We'll see. All right. Love to hear that. Thanks for keeping us on the air and keeping us going, man. It's all its all you. We're just, you know, talking. I get the sense that Josh is a huge Culture Club fan. <laughs> Why is that? That's that music that we were just listening to. Oh, is it? I have no idea. Yeah, Culture Club. Boy George. 
Oh, greatest band of all time. All right, very good. I like. Are that. they a band? Punches. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so bumps and bruises. This week's injury report, Todd. Let's start off with quarterbacks. Not a whole lot of fantasy impact for this one. Blaine Gabbert. If you have Blaine Gabbert on one of your rosters, you really just need to reconsider what you're doing with fantasy football. Like maybe it's time to take up another hobby. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, the Florida Time Union, says that it'll be shocking if Gabbert can play this week. Remember back to uh, week one it was when he had those 15 stitches playing against the Chiefs. You know, the Jaguars are really bad, Bill. Awful. Playing against <laughs> Seattle. Uh, yeah, so let's just move on. They're, he's he's awful, terrible. You know, get him out of there. Brandon Whedon has been ruled out for week three, and we were kind of alluding to it a little bit earlier in the show. The Cleveland Browns tanking for Teddy Bridgewater. We saw it with the Colts a couple years ago. They were sucking. They were, they sucked for luck. Now the Browns are tanking for Teddy, Todd. Yeah, you know, I don't want to rehash the whole Trent Richardson conversation again. But didn't they realize this? Like when the new regime came into Cleveland, like last off season, last winter, didn't they know what they had? Like why all of a sudden is it like, oh, we're really screwed here. We don't like these quarterbacks. Didn't they know this six months ago? They they couldn't have possibly thought. Let's see what happens in week one and week two, and then we'll make a move. Like they didn't think they were gonna do well in these games, did they? I mean, because I, I heard that they they didn't. I could be wrong, but didn't you hear that they didn't start talking these two teams till yesterday, or the oh, day before? I, I, I did not hear that. I don't. I'm pretty sure I heard that like it wasn't like some ongoing thing for weeks and weeks. I think it was like in the last 48 hours, all this started and ended. And they just made it happen really quickly. Yeah. So. Oh God. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. We can move on. I don't want. To, we'll, we'll be talking plenty about Trent here in the next hour and 10 minutes. I'm sure. All right. So Brandon Whedon ruled out for week three. They are starting Brian. Brian Hoyer or Brandon Hoyer? I don't even know Just call the guy Hoyer. Hoyer. Uh, Josh Gordon is coming back from his suspension. Jordan Cameron, the tight end, kind of hurts their fantasy uh, relevance for week three now that Hoyer is going to be the starter. And then finally, the last quarterback to get to here, Todd, is Tony Romo getting Uh-oh. another painkiller injection before Sunday's game. Romo has that injury, uh, rib injury. You think that affected him last week? The painkiller? Just do you think the injury that he got in week one affected him in week two? Uh, yes, I do. I do. You think it's going to continue to affect him throughout the year? Cause yes, this is I a, do. Yeah. Yes, I do. This yes, isn't do. something that gets better. No, it's not. Now, I've never – have you ever had like a cortisone shot or a pain-killing nope. injection? No, me either. So I don't know what kind of uh, effect it has. I'm guessing – it takes away the pain, but is he still kind of uncomfortable throwing the football? Because you think about your ribs and, and how you throw the football. Yeah, the pain might not be there, but if his ribs are kind of displaced or maybe lodged together or crisscrossed, it might affect the way he's throwing. If his ribs are crisscrossed? Yeah, you've never seen an x-ray with your – have you ever broken your ribs before? Well, my friend broke his ribs one time, and they were, like, crisscrossed. Like, yeah, I think if his ribs are crisscrossed, he's probably in some pain. But I don't know what this injection is doing. Maybe it's like some super NFL-only kind of it's injection. It's uncrossing the Chris. It's uncrossing the Chris. It could very possibly be the ha- be happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, his ribs are interlocking. I know. I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty stuff. All right, let's move over to running backs, Todd. Steven Jackson of the Atlanta Falcons is ruled out for week three with a thigh injury. 
we don't know the timetable for his return right now. I know it's making you pretty upset. I went out in the kind of – I got Snelling in my, in my non-PPR league, <laughs> and I got Quiz in my PPR league. You so know, there you go. They're going to run the ball, and they get a lot of opportunities inside the 5 and the 10-yard line. So Snelling is not a bad option. Quiz, eh. not a bad option in PPR. Yeah, not very exciting, though. All right, not keeping it going. options. Keeping it going here with the running backs, Reggie Bush hasn't even been cleared by team doctors yet. Time to get Droik Bell ready. Yeah, I, I handcuffed uh, Bell to Bush in the one league where I have Reggie Bush, so I just want a definitive answer before kickoff. Tell me, is he playing or is he not? None of this, ah, you might play a few series. None of that. In if, or Reg, if he's active, are you still playing Droik Bell? Playing against the Redskins, worst defense in the NFL. Uh, in that league, I don't need to. I'm stacked. All right, what about if Droik Bell is your number four running back? Let's say you have someone like David Wilson, Lamar Miller, Dow Richardson as your number three running back. Reggie Bush is active. Are you playing Droik Bell in the flex? Or are you leaving in Dow Richardson? I'm just making up names here. Yeah, Lamar Miller, David Wilson, Dow Richardson, those kind of guys. Are you leaving them in your lineup or are you putting in Droik Bell? If I'm is, is one of my starters Reggie Bush as well? No, 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 no. Okay, so you're saying if I just have Bell, I don't have Reggie, right? You have I don't know Marshawn Lynch. Yes, and Chris I would Johnson. probably I'd probably put Bell on the flex. Yes, okay. Unless right. the news gets much better over the next 48 hours, right? For like Reggie Bush, which you know we know what I mean. Like if, if magically this afternoon he's out there practicing and all looking good again, then that's a right. different story. But if it's okay. kind of like it is now, then yeah, I'm, I'm putting Bell. Right. Great matchup, Drake Bell. Can't deny the matchup. That's right. Moving over to the Baltimore Ravens situation in their backfield. Ray Rice, questionable with a hip flexor. Time to get Bernard Pierce ready to play. And I'm going to ask you the same question, Todd. Bernard Pierce is your number four running back. Ray Rice is active for this game. You still going with Bernard Pierce in the flex? Kind of what you suggested yeah. with Drake Bell? Yes. You, it, there's kind of a situation here with, I think, both Reggie Bush and Ray Rice where even if they're active... I think we have some concerns whether they can finish the game. Yeah, well, even if they're active and are playing well, Bell and Pierce get plenty of touches. I mean, here's the deal, Bill. The NFL right now, there aren't a lot of great running back options out there. I mean, it is a thin pool of running backs, dude, fantasy-wise. Yep. Thin. A lot of people are starting wide receivers and flexes now, or even two tight ends, a tight end and a tight end in the flex because of – it's a passing league, and these running backs, it's all by committees. So, you know, you get past those top 16, 17 running backs, Bill, and then you're, this is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with Pierce and Joik, or right. as our caller said, Jokey. Joiky. <laughs> Jokey. So, yeah, um, so th- this is, unfortunately, this is kind of the, the way the league is now. So, yeah, these, these two guys are guys you can play in the flex. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh Eddie Lacy of the Green Bay Packers is not practicing. Uh, head coach Mike McCarthy has come out and said that James Starks is going to be the team starter for week three. The Packers are playing. Who in the heck are the Packers playing? The Bengals. The Bengals. The Packers are playing the Bengals. Tough defense, especially that front four of the Cincinnati Bengals. Very tough to run rough uh, run against Cincinnati. Uh, so Eddie Lacy not practicing, has the concussion. We know James Starks is a starter. Certainly looks like Lacy's going to be ruled inactive. Yeah. Yep. 
And finally, the last running back here is Le'Veon Bell, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We haven't seen him in action since the preseason. He returned to practice on a limited basis, but he's still in what he calls healing mode. What is that? Is he in a hyperbolic chamber? <laughs> I don't know. One of those anti-gravity treadmills? Uh, the Steelers need some good news, man. And uh, let's uh, hope that Bell can get on the field here for him. We might give the Steelers some good news at the end of this injury segment, Todd. I think there's some yeah. silver lining. I know where you're Steelers. going there. Yep. All right, moving over to wide receivers. We got some three three big name wide receivers on this week's injury report, Todd. Starting with Larry Fitzgerald. He wanted to practice, but was held out due to a hamstring injury. It sounds like he's going to try and play on Sunday, considering that he wanted to practice on Wednesday. Uh, see, that's this is the kind of thing that drives you mad. You know, because you know Larry Fitz is a gamer. Right. Wouldn't it be better for him just to rest it? <laughs> you kind of you think know? that way, yeah. But it, but this is what, fantasy-wise, this is what drives you crazy because it's Larry Fitz, you know. If he's going to try to play, do you put him in there? Well, you, that's what happened last week, and he got taken out. Yeah. He aggravated the injury and had, had to, know. you know, sit on the sideline. So I've, I don't actually, I actually, believe it or not, I don't own him, and I think I have him in one league. I have him in one league as well. So... I'm not feeling him this week. Okay. Not, not, not right now. Feeling, not feeling Larry Fitz. How about Roddy White? He missed practice again because of his high ankle sprain. The last two weeks he's been trotting bench out him. there. Bench, bench him, him, right? Not bench even him. debating it. He told us to bench him. He told us to bench him. That's right. He, he told Roddy... fantasy managers, bench me. Until <laughs> until I'm out there practicing looking good, bench me. All right. So Got we it. will. Got to respect his opinion on that one. He certainly knows his own situation very well. Andre Johnson of the Houston Texans thought in the final stages of the concussion recovery protocol, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what's going on with the NFL concussion policy anymore. Some players are out four weeks with a concussion. Other players are out one week with a concussion. Is there a such thing as a mild concussion, a serious concussion? Who the heck knows at this point? But it seems like Andre Johnson is going to give it a go on Sunday. Yeah, the, well, the whole concussion thing, Bill. It seems like every team has a different way of handling it. You know. Yeah. Right. So, no idea what to tell you. Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, have the, an answer there either. If you're reading between the lines, it sounds like he's going to be all right. It doesn't sound like you know, it doesn't sound like a something that's really been bothering him too too badly. So, right. They're making it sound like he's going to try to play. All right. And then finally, I kind of hinted at the Steelers getting some good news. Heath Miller, their tight end. Uh, hasn't played this year yet. He was on on the uh, pup list this summer. They they took him off the pup list in hopes that he'd be able to come back before week six. And here we are heading into week three. Heath Miller's been practicing this week, and he may play on Sunday for the Steelers. That's good news. That's some good news for the Steelers because he is Ben Roethlisberger's safety blanket, no question about it. And let's be honest. I mean, it, it all starts with their O-line right now. They can't protect Big Ben. Right, mm-hmm. when you can't protect Big Ben, he can't get it to his playmakers on the outside, the, the Antonio Browns, Emmanuel Sanders, Marcus Wheaton guys. Hopefully, Miller's return can help not only with the blocking, but also when Big Ben is getting crushed after half second in the pocket, he has a dump off, right, to Miller. You know, so they, I mean, the Steelers need something good to happen soon because they they look so terrible in the first couple of weeks. They need to get Le'Veon Bell and Heath Miller back in there. They need to figure out that offensive line front and, and start moving the damn football, Bill, because right now they're a train wreck. They look awful. 
They really yeah, do. so they need Always. these guys back. Maybe these two guys can come back. They can figure out how to, you know, plug the hole from Pouncey being out for the year, and maybe right. they can turn things around. I, mean, I, I like the playmakers. I like the play. I like their receivers. If those Same. receivers were on another team, Bill, look out, man. Sanders Seriously. and Brown, yeah. I'm I'm very high on Marcus Wheaton as well. Okay. The three of them on another team could be would be lights out right now. They just Big Ben has no time to throw. Yeah, and that's that's a major problem. Major problem for the Steelers. I don't know what I don't, it looks like. They just got old. They got old really fast. Yeah, yeah, their defense got old. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look the same. Looks like they got old. But I think their whole line is young. It's just it's injured. But um, who's the guy they got from Stanford that misses first? Castro or whatever. Is that his name? Um, I think he's. Is he the one on the Colts? David DeCastro, Jonathan Martin, David DeCastro, and, and the Colts got a uh, lineman from Stanford too, didn't they? All in that yeah. same year, there was like three line. It might be DeCastro on the on the Steelers. I think you're right about that one. But Pouncey was a guy that was supposed to be the rock for their O line, and huh, I mean he's out for the year. That's never yeah, that's a big one. one. Yeah, David DeCastro, you're right about that. So, all right. All right, Lots what are you going to do? I think we should uh, move. Yeah, a lot of injuries t- uh, this week, Todd. And I hate to say it, but more hits, more games being played, more hamstrings being popped, more ribs being broken. It's going to continue to increase this injury report. Uh, very sad to say, but, you know, that's the truth. The NFL is a violent game, so what else are you going to do? Two weeks down, 15 weeks to go. All right, let's go to Jeff in Connecticut. He's on hold right now, has a question about his flex spot. What's up, Jeff? How can we help you today? Hey, guys. Yeah, three quick questions for you. I'll start with that flex question. Three um, quick questions. Josh, <laughs> Jeff, we can only handle one. I'm sorry. Three is too really? many. No, no, I'm, right. just messing with, I'm just messing okay. with you, bud. It's all good. All right. What do you got? Um, the flex question is, um, so I got Vernon Davis as my tight end starting. Okay. So I'm wondering if I should go Jared Cook, give him another shot, or Antonio Brown. You guys are talking about PPR league or non PPR? Yeah, PPR league. Todd, do you like Antonio Brown in the PPR format, or or you like our guy Jared Cook? Antonio Brown, uh, he's taking lessons from Mike Wallace this week, isn't he? Yeah, the, the what is the, the saying? The greasy wheel gets the oil, or something like that. Squeak, <laughs> the squeaky wheel gets the grease, or something. Something like know. that. Yeah, something like that. They were old teammates. Last week, uh, Mike Wallace was pissed off and. Let his coaches know, and he came back and had a big week. And now Antonio Brown did the same exact thing. Todd Haley ripped him a new one, said, get me the damn ball. Will that translate into more touches for him? Uh, I think Todd Haley is like a vindictive kind of person where he spites, cuts off his nose to spite his face. He might not give Antonio Brown the ball just because he made a scene. And, and he's up against the Bears' defense, too. Yeah, that's tough, man. I'm going to go now, with Jared Cook on that one. So is right. is Vern is Vern one of your options? Vern is my starting tight end. Yeah. Okay, so that's not a part of the, this flex discussion. Okay, I didn't, I didn't no. know why you mentioned that. Oh, um, I'm gonna go Cook against yeah, I'm Dallas go Cook okay. as well. Yep. All right, that's one down, two to go. What else okay. you got, Jeff? Second one is I'm sitting MJD as my RB two, just given all the shit going on. Oh, pardon. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> So I'm looking at either Gio Bernard or uh, Bernard Pierce as my RB2. If Ray Rice doesn't play, Pierce. I'm going to definitely say Pierce. What about if Ray Rice is in action, Todd? Right. Gio or Bernard? Or Gio or Pierce? Is it PPR? Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, PPR. 
I'm still probably going with Pierce, Bill. I, I mean, I, I love Joe Bernard, too. but uh, even if Ray Rice plays, he won't be 100%. Right. So Pierce is going to see a bigger workload than normal. Uh, I love GR, but he needs to get the ball more, man. I mean, right. he's get he got, what, six and nine touches the first two weeks. That's It's increasing, yeah. but it's not enough yet. Um, if you have Pierce, I'd put Pierce in there. I'd go with Pierce okay. as well. All right, two down, one more to go. Jeff, what is it? Last one. Um, so given, uh, you know, Tony Romo and these pain injections, he's my QB1. I don't have a backup quarterback. Um, the, uh, the last guy on my bench I'd want to, uh, I guess, uh, get rid of for a quarterback is Kembrell Tompkins. So should I should I get rid of Kembrell and pick up Sam Bradford or uh, Alex Smith? Uh, is it just for this week, or is it you well, kind of want them going case, forward? Yeah, I don't know. If like Tony Romo continues to go downhill with this, or should I just wait a little bit? And see if he's gonna be Alex right? Smith, the next four weeks, guys. Eagles tonight, Giants, Tennessee, Oakland. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty tasty schedule. I mean, are we worried that Romo is going to get uh, – to me, Romo is going to have this injury. It's just going to linger, and he's probably going to learn to play with it. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if it's going to get worse. Is it one of those injuries that get worse, Bill, or is it just something that's just going to continue to be there? It depends if the ribs are crisscrossed. <laughs> well, I guess so what I'm saying is, you know, does does our caller here need, you know, does he need a backup quarterback? How to... many re- how many receivers do you have? Um, how many receivers do you have? It's uh, it's three starting wide receivers, so I got three there: Julio Jones, Eric Decker, and Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. and then I got Kembrell Tompkins and Antonio Brown on the bench right now. You don't, you have a you have two tight ends, Vernon Davis and Jared Cook, same league. Yeah. You don't have, like, two kickers or two defenses, anything crazy like that? No, no. I got defensive players, but just one defense. I, I kind of want Alex Smith on the squad, just in case Tony Romo gets knocked out. This injury can become more serious if he does get hit the wrong way. So Alex Smith, Todd mentioned it, has a great schedule coming up. You have Julian Edelman. I have no problem dropping Ken Brawl Tompkins. Yeah, right. That's and getting Alex Smith, yeah. Okay. All right, Jeff, best of luck to you. Appreciate the phone call. Todd, one more caller before we take a break, and then Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com is going to join us. We're going to go to Steve in Boston, wants to talk about Trent Richardson. What's up, Steve? How's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great, Uh, man. What do you got for us today? Well, I think eventually I'm going to love this trade in Trent Richardson and Indy, but uh, for this week with the matchup against San Fran, just not sure how much he's going to be involved. Uh, I have Doug Martin as well, and then it's a half-point TPR. Would you bench Richardson and start Sproles or Darrell Richardson in his place? I would start Sproles in his place. I wouldn't start Darrell Richardson in his place. Half-point PPR. We have the same concerns as you, but um, you had the key word you said was eventually. We're going to love this trade eventually. This week. I mean, right now, I mean, as of last night, Richardson wasn't even in Indianapolis yet, right? Or he was just arriving. Yeah, and they're playing San Fran, which is they, a killer. They got to travel across the country. It's not a home game either. So I don't know how – I can't see him being heavily involved this week. Um, I would go Sproles over Trent. You would go Sproles over Trent. In a half-point PPR, then, Bill. If it was not a PPR, I'd probably just stick with Trent. I would too. 
I actually and have the other both thing of those is, guys. Typically, I use scrolls as my as my flex, um, but if I start him and I'm benching Richardson, I have Pierre Garcon and Cobb as my wideouts that I normally start. Okay. Jared Cook at tight end, but I also have Jordan Cameron. Would you use Cameron as your flex? So now it comes down to, Bill, do you put no. Cameron in the flex or Trent? Over Trent, no, I'm not doing that. Jordan Cameron's got Hoyer playing this week. Um, I think, no. I can't trust uh, Hoyer with Jordan Cameron over Trent Richardson. I'd still rather play Trent. Okay. All right. That's perfect. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your help. No problem, Steve. Uh, do we have time for one more caller before we, before we take a break? I think we do. Let's take Rob in South Carolina quickly. Rob, what's going on? Hello? Hello, Robert. Hello. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about trading Alex Smith and No Sean Marino for Brady and um, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Um, I have on my roster, it's a PPR league, 10 guys. Uh, touchdowns are worth six points. My roster is Romo, Marshall, Vince Jackson, Charles, No Sean Marino, Cook, Bolden, and I got. Giovanni Bernard, uh, Jones Drew, Amendola, TJ Hilton, Chris Gibbons, Alex Smith, and Pettigrew. What do you think about this trade, Todd? Alex Smith. He's getting Brady, man. He's getting Brady. I think you go for it. I think it's a, I think you're I love I love what you're doing here because you're trading from a position of strength. Brady is down. Alex Smith, at least the perception on Alex Smith, is up, and he's got the Eagles tonight, which everyone is drooling over. Now's the time to trade Alex Smith. You got Romo as your other quarterback, who we just talked about. Eh, a little dicey with his ribs. If you can get Brady, and you're giving up, what, no Sean? Yes. And you're getting Ben Jarvis? Yes. I, I would probably do that, Bill. I would do it as well. He's got Geo as well. I wasn't even expecting Ben Jarvis. He just threw that in. So he's he's got the whole Bengals, you know, running backs covered yeah. just in case right. one gets hurt, you know. Right. Yeah, I would go for it. And we're we're not big fans of Moreno moving forward. Nope. So yeah, I I think you you know, you you put a you get a starting quarterback, you can plug in there every week. Brady's going to come around. He's going to come around. He's going to get Gronk back, he's going to get Amendola back. He'll be fine. So yeah, I I do the trade. Thanks, guys. Go for it, Rob. Best of luck to you. And with that, we're going to take a quick break here on Football Nation. Don't go anywhere because we're going to have a great segment, great little interview with Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com. We're going to jump in to his quality stats. You don't want to miss that one. Coming up next on Football Nation. Football Nation, there is no offseason. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com, promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at CollegeFootballGeek.com. That's who. 
collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Uh, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries hanging out, talking all things NFL. And we always do that with Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com. He'll be joining us in just a little bit. Todd, a lot of emails today, and we're going to get to all of them, I promise. But most of them involving some running backs that are injured this week. Reggie Bush and Ray Rice. People don't know if they're going to play. People aren't sure if they should start their backups. Bernard Pierce, Joyke Bell. Kind of a sticky situation, and we're not going to know de- definitively until Sunday morning. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is where fantasy football gets very frustrating, Bill. Very yep. frustrating. Is yeah. these, in- these injuries where... You know, at least with Eddie Lacy, we know the situation. He's out. Starks is in. Boom. Done. Right? Easy. Although yeah, it's not that like easy. It or not, not that like... easy because Stark, Stark, they are playing the Bengals. Yeah, but but we know the situation. Right. Right. We don't know the situation with all these uh, injuries because they're all like, man, they might play. You know, Reggie Bush might play. Ray Rice might play. Oh, now we throw the Trent Richardson thing into the mix. You know? <laughs> That's a whole it, other situation. Now all the my Bradshaw owners are like, oh, crap. And the Trent Richardson owners are like, oh, crap, because his workload is diminished. Yep. It's a, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Now, while we wait for Kerry here, Bill, the what are your thoughts on Willis McGahee? I was, I was very surprised the Denver Broncos cut him one. Okay. Did he – not look as good maybe in June or May when they originally cut him because he had that injury, and now maybe he got a chance to recover a little bit, rehab a little bit better, strengthen his leg, 
and now is back in football shape and can play. I don't trust any of the Browns running backs right now. Bobby Rainey and Chris Obanaya, I'm not down with those guys. So McGahee has a chance to come in and be serviceable, I think. I picked him up in two leagues. So well, did I. I. So I had dead I. weight to, to cut. So yeah. Well, I had That's... Donald. Bra- I had Donald Brown to cut because yeah. when Vic Ballard went down, I went out and picked up Donald Brown. But now that Trent Richardson's there, there's no point of carrying Brown. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of people out there, and we've seen some tweets and some emails about McGahee. I think you probably will agree with me, Bill. You know, with, don't go crazy with McGahee. I mean, pick him up if you can. If you've right. got some dead weight, pick him up. Why not? Why the hell not? Um, don't expect him to come right in and light it up. He has to pass the physical first, by the way, which as of the taping of this show, I don't he did not believe do. has happened yet. So, not he, yet. you know, he might not even make the team. But if he does, um, you know, in a couple of weeks, perhaps he could, you know, be a, what, an RB4? A guy you could put in the flex on a bye week or something? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, that, that's what I'm kind of feeling from Wills McGahee, something that you can use once those injuries start to mount up and, and once those bye weeks start to become a headache. Exactly. Okay. Just want to make sure we got that out there for the for the good people, Bill. Definitely. Good call, Todd. And uh, speaking of a good call, we're going to bring in Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com joining us on Football Nation. What's up, Kerry? How's it going? Gentlemen, it's going great. Got a big game tonight, an exciting game, and, and a mountain of statistics that we've we've cranked out this week. All right. Well, we're going to climb that mountain right now, Kerry. Let's start off with your intelligence index. A perfect 10 and 0, the top five teams, the top 10 smartest teams in the NFL, or is it top five or top 10? The top five teams on the intelligence index are a combined uh, 10, 10 and 0, 0. against okay. the spread. But right. not only that, it's not just that intelligent teams win games, Bill, and win against the spread. Dumb teams lose games and lose against the spread. The bottom six are a combined 2 and 10 against the spread, the top five, 10 and 0. So there you have it. It's pretty, pretty compelling way to separate winners from losers. All right, so who so are, the, the, who yeah. are the most intelligent teams in the early going? Well, you know, the big story, okay, this is the big, the number one team right now through two weeks on the intelligence index uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs. And why this is an interesting story is because they were dead last last season. Wow. And they, they could not, obviously, they had a lot of issues. They had nobody to play quarterback. That You know, that team struggled in so many different ways, but their biggest problem was that they just played poor situational football, which is what our intelligence index measures. And right now, through game, you know, through through uh, through two games, they're they're the most intelligent team in football, playing the best in situational football. But what makes it more interesting, Todd, is that Andy Reid, Philadelphia Eagles, with thirty first on that indicator last year. Andy Reid milled it in last year for the Kansas, for the Philadelphia Eagles. He just was he, that team was not well coached, and what we've seen. The Eagles have got better, more intelligent, play better in situational football, still have some problems through two games. But the Chiefs are the most improved team in football with Andy Reid, uh, their new coach. So I think that really, one, it says a lot about the Chiefs this year, but it also says to me that he, he, he milled it in last year. He, he let that franchise down, quite frankly, in 2012. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, it was just his time to move on. You know? No, no, it is. You know, and every, every coach, you know, has their time when you know you know when their time comes, but I think uh, I just think it makes it. I think the job he's done so far in two games is just is pretty remarkable. Not because of the physical improvements, but because the mental improvements. How you know how much more effectively they're playing in all facets of the game. The little things that we overlook, the little things in the razor thin margin of NFL football that separate winners from losers, and the Chiefs are doing all those things better. 
Bill? Yeah. Are you there? I thought you were going to ask him a question. <laughs> no, you're up. I thought I thought I lost you there. Go ahead. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, Karen, hey, by the way, guys, do you, do you mind if I just run through real quick the top five, the teams that are 10-0 and 0 against the spread? Yeah, that's what we were waiting for this whole time. <laughs> well, I went on my Chiefs, you know, Andy Reid rant. Kansas City, number one. Miami, pretty in- interesting. Number two. Denver, number three. I don't think any surprise. They're doing everything well. The Tennessee Titans, number four. You know, this team, that they've looked pretty good. I think they've surprised some people. Uh, and then the Dallas Cowboys, number five. You know, Dallas benefited greatly in week one from all those mistakes the Giants made. Uh, but, you know, they're 2-0 and against the spread through, through two games. Kerry, so when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, we've kind of thought that Tony Romo was one of those turnover machines. We know he has the rim injury, constantly letting down Cowboy fans by either not making the playoffs or making mistakes in the playoffs. But right now it seems like they're on a pretty good start. Yeah, I mean, they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, so we now realize it's a good team, right? I mean, they beat the Giants. They could fortuitously beat the Giants. You know, let's let's face it, that, uh, you know, if, if the Giants don't commit all those turnovers, uh, that's not a game that the that the uh, Cowboys are going to win. But, you know, the problem with Dallas, Tony Romo, the quarterback of America's team, is always under the microscope. But the problems in Dallas in recent years have been decidedly on the defensive side of the ball. They've not been Tony Romo. In fact, he led the NFL last season in fourth-quarter comebacks. You know, he's not this – he's, he's put, up, put up great numbers. That problem, that team has been handicapped by underachieving defenses for – for about a decade now, and, he, he, and uh, Tony Romo has not played with a decent playoff caliber defense his entire career. Yeah, you're right there. Spot on. I mean, the Cowboys are just wildly inconsistent, Gary. Yep. I mean, you know, I perused through all the quality stats on Cold Hard, and the Cowboys are kind of all over the place every year. You know what I mean? I mean, it, during this latest regime with Jason Garrett and yep. Romo, like one week they're running it well, the next week they're throwing it ninety percent of the time. Then their defense does well one week and forces a million turnovers. Next week they look terrible. I, I have a hard time trying to figure them out, and I, I'm sure your stats. Oh, as the weeks move on here, I mean, in in recent years, do you see like inconsistencies with that team? Because I, I just no, can't put my I, finger on them. I think I think you've nailed it. I think that's really it. And to me, it comes down to you know you talked about a coach whose time you know Andy Reid's time had come in Philadelphia. You know Jason Garrett is not. Get the job done. This team has been inconsistent. What's the identity, Todd? You're, you're, you know, I, you're, you follow the NFC East closely. You follow, you know, you follow everything closely. I know that. But uh, in the NFC East, what, what's, what's the identity of the Dallas Cowboys over the last five or six years? Who they are don't they? have an identity in between the, the the white lines. Their identity is Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, exactly. But on, you know, on the field, they don't have one. They don't have one, and that's obviously, you know, that's obviously a problem. And there's, there's nothing really to, to stand out about them. Like you said, one week, you know, one week they're doing this, one week they're doing that. And, and, but at the end of the day, guys, they've, they've drafted so many big-time defenders uh, in the secondary on the defensive front. You know, uh, DeMarcus Weir, probably the most notable one. But they've had bad defenses. They've had bad defenses. They have big names. You know, there's a, there's a saying down in Texas, right, big hat, no cattle. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cowboy was a big hat, but he doesn't own any, own any, cow, doesn't own any cows. That's the Dallas Cowboys. You know, big hat, no statistical cattle, Todd. <laughs> no cattle. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, let's move over to the dumbest teams, Todd, Kerry. Uh, Who are the three dumbest teams that are going 0-2 against the spread? Well, you know what? Uh, number uh, – the big one, obviously, is Jacksonville. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars, number 32. I believe we just lost Kerry there for a second. Uh, he'll be dialing us back in just a minute. Uh, Todd, quickly, Jacksonville Jaguars are the lowest-ranked uh, intelligent team. I guess you can just call them the dumbest team in the NFL, 0-2 against the spread. And the Cleveland Browns are right there at 31. They're also one of the dumbest teams in the NFL. And we kind of ripped the Browns a little bit to shreds in this shreds in this show so far based on the Trent Richardson trade and, and the inconsistency in the front office. So we'll see if they're making a smart move here by, by tanking for Teddy. It's only week three. It's a long season for the yeah. Browns fans to kind of say to themselves, well, We'll be better next year because we're going to have a good quarterback, finally a franchise, someone that we can call a franchise quarterback. They haven't had one there for such a long time. But I'll tell you, week two, week three in the NFL season, that's a long time for fans to kind of say, well, there's the NFL draft's coming up, and we'll be with the number one pick. The NFL draft's coming up in eight months, 240 days. It's just t- That's a tough pill to swallow. It's a, a PR disaster. However, I, I, I see what they're doing. I see – I'm kind of looking at it. Both ways, Bill. Like it's a, definitely a PR disaster. It pisses off all the fan base, of course. It's a total buzzkill for the season, right? But the realistic Browns fan might realize that we weren't going anywhere anyway. Who cares if we were six and ten, right? You know, with these quarterbacks. Um, if they follow college football, they know that there's some good quarterbacks coming into the draft next year, and try to go and get one of them. So, you know, I see what they're doing. And who knows, maybe Joe Banner gets the last laugh. In a couple of years, we look back on this, and maybe he doesn't have the same uh, fond history that the – remember the Dallas Cowboys trade where they traded Herschel Walker for right. a million picks, and they <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, turned that into a dynasty. Maybe it's not like that, but I'll tell you what. I mean, if they are able to get like a Teddy Bridgewater somehow because of this deal, you know, if this was the, the reason – you know, it goes in, down in history that this trade is the reason they got Teddy Bridgewater, and he's a, 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 a kind of an Andrew Luck type guy who's going to be around for 10, 15 years, then it's worth mm-hmm. it. All right, we got Kerry Byrne back with us. Kerry from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. What happened, Kerry? Did the bookie come to your house, cut out your phone? <laughs> Don't know what happened there, guys, but I'm glad to be back. Uh, we're talking about the dumbest teams in football. Okay? That's right. Uh, I'll run through the bottom six. These teams are 2 and 10 combined against the spread. Uh, Houston, number number twenty eight league wide. Really, the Texans? The Texans. You know what? Their offense, their defense has been hugely inefficient. They've given up a lot of garbage points. Uh, their offense has been good, but not particularly not particularly efficient. They they have been a fairly inefficient team, and zero and two against the spread. By the way, the Giants, number twenty nine. The Jets, number thirty. Pittsburgh, the bottom three is is perfectly understandable. Pittsburgh, Cleveland and Jacksonville round out the bottom three. The three dumbest teams in football, uh, obviously in Jacksonville's case, they, you know, they, they don't have talent, they don't have anything, uh, but obviously they just, don't, they just don't play smart football. It's simple as that. Kerry, you just mentioned the Browns and the Steelers. AFC North, uh, you wrote a great article this week about medieval football, how modern, the modern NFL has passed by the AFC North. And actually you put a nice picture of Bruce on the uh, – article i've been to bruges oh you have really oh Oh, bruges i know where that is it's in uh, awesome it's in turkey right (laughs) where's bruges belgium bruges is a a beautiful flemish city in in the north of in the in in, in the north of belgium and what happened it was one of the most powerful cities in the world back in medieval times then the river that connected it to the north sea dried up uh, dried up 
The city shut down, it was abandoned, and all that was left was a hollow shell of what used to be. And that's the NFC, that's the AFC North right now. <laughs> a hollow shell of what it, of what, it, what, it, what used to be a powerhouse division. Bill, no one threads uh, or weaves the NFL into history and geography like Kerry <laughs> Byrne, the potentate of pinskin, pigskin there. So, so tell us about it. I mean, you know, we've been talking about the Browns a lot on the show, Kerry, you know, with the big yep. Trent Richardson trade. So what do you make of, of the Steelers and the Browns and the AFC North right now? Well, it's not – obviously, you know, the Browns have had guys – Trouble since they, you know, returned to, to Cleveland in the late 1990s. And the one major problem, they've never had a quarterback, right? I mean, we all know you can't win in the NFL without a quarterback. And they've tried now with, uh, uh, you know, from Tim Couch to Brandon Whedon to every, you know, what, 20-something different starters in between over the last 12, 15 years uh, to land a legit NFL quarterback, and they've not found one. So that's their number one problem, obviously. You know what I mean? Uh, in Pittsburgh's case, uh, they just they look like an aging you know, they're a powerhouse team that's aged and gotten old and gotten slow and just doesn't have the physical tools to beat teams up. I mean, that's Pittsburgh Steelers football. They beat teams up. And, guys, right now they can't do anything. Their they're running game in their offensive line, you know, two of the hallmarks of the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise are the worst in football. They average 2.4 yards per attempt. They've rushed for 75 yards in two games. They're 30th in rushing yards per attempt. They're 30th in third down conversions. They're 31st in rushing yards. They're 32nd on our offensive hog index, our measure of every offensive line. And they're 32nd in offensive rush rating, our measure of overall effectiveness running the football. Uh, the Steelers, we talked about identity. We talked earlier about the Dallas Cowboys not having an identity. Pittsburgh has always had an identity, and that identity is, is turned upside down right now. It's lost. They, they can't run the ball. Their offensive line sucks. They, they're... Their defense is good, but not as not as great as it used to be. This team cannot physically compete right now in the NFL, and that's quite a stunning thing to say about the the best franchise of the Super Bowl era. All right, Carrie, let's kind of turn over to a, a topic that I love. As a fantasy football guy, I love prop bets. So if you're going to tell me Adrian Peterson over under 91 yards for this week, I'm all over that action. You have the king of props over at coldheartfootballfacts.com. Tell us about his record and what kind of happened this or or two weeks ago because of an injury kind of messed with one of his picks. Yeah, well, the, the king of props is, is one of our uh, great contributors at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider. We give we give anyone who comes to Cold Heart Football Facts Bill great, compelling stats and information, but we give the really good stuff, the money-making stuff, only to Cold Heart Football Facts Insiders. So if anyone wants to come, sign up, become a Cold Heart Football Facts Insider, you got to find some really incredible information that's going to help you make money betting on NFL games. And one of those is the, is the king of props. He was 5-0 and heading into Sunday afternoon uh, this season with his prop plays. He had Eddie Lacy over 60.5 yards rushing for the Green Bay Packers. What happens on the first drive of the game? Eddie Lacy gets knocked unconscious by Brandon Merriweather out for the game. Uh, but the really, the really sad part for the king of props was that uh, Lacey had 10 yards on his one and only carry. He was he looked strong right out of the gate. His replacement, James Stock, ripped off 132 yards yeah. against the Washington Redskins. <laughs> so that was a great, great play by the king of props. It's just you know what you can't you can't win them all, and injuries get in the way. But he's six and two right now, going into Thursday night football. And if you want the king of props pick, the king of props hopes to fly like an eagle tonight. He's eyeing, he's eyeing a Philadelphia Eagles star to have, a, have an impact tonight on this game. And his pick uh, is, is there right now at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider. 
Not only that, you get four prop plays from the King of Props every every week. Thursday night football, two Sunday props, and Monday night football. Like Love I said, it. six and two out of the gate. And even the ones he's got wrong, he's been dead on nuggets accurate in his analysis. Yeah, so he what, really has. I mean, so what's the prop for the Thursday night game? Well, he's got to come to Code Hard Football Facts Insider, Bill, and and, and, and find out. Come I'll on, give this, us Bill. give us a little tease. Uh, at least tell us who it involves. Uh, let's put it this way: it involves a comparison. It's a comparison prop between Michael Vick and Alex Smith. Oh, okay, interesting. And I'm looking right. at it right now, Bill. Yeah. And this, it's a great bet. Is it? <laughs> really I gotta is. find it. And what, what and makes I... props great? Now, I, you know, listen, people know about. It, but I don't know. Props are tough for a lot of people because there are so many of them, and, and, and there's there's so many to analyze, so many to look at, right? But the, but with that said. Props are are not analyzed, not broken down with a fine tooth comb, or the way point spreads are. Everyone and their uncle is looking at the point spread and trying to find trying to find an edge. Not everyone's looking at every prop. The king of props does. That's that's what he does. He uncovers props. This is this is all he does. And he looks down the line, and there's always something that that they don't have right, that the wise guys don't have right, that doesn't make sense. And he not only pulls out the the ones that don't. Uh, he pulls up the ones that don't make sense and tell you why they're strong plays. In fact, the only other one he got wrong this season uh, was uh, the Bengals uh, Monday night. Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard. I just got his last name. Giovanni Bernard. Bernard. The, the, prop was over under one, uh, the prop was over under one and a half over, catches. The over under one and a half catches. The king of props said over. He listed all the reasons why his pass-catching ability in college. The Bengals are going to need him. He had one great catch, a rumbling 27-yard touchdown. It looked like it was going to be a big night for him out of the backfield. Ended up only catching that one pass, but the analysis was spot on. He, he missed it. He got it wrong at the end of the day, but the analysis was rock solid. And you can look at the King of Props every week and see where he's coming from and why he likes it and why it makes sense. He's not going to win them all, but he's six and two so far. And this guy's this guy's been money for a long time. You know, Carrie. Pretty soon we're going to have King of Props on the show instead of you. Hey, you know what? He knows his football. The king I'm of props just... knows his football and he knows his props. And uh, there's, a reason, a... there's a reason he's the king, Bill, and, and you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll say one thing, Kerry. The reason, one reason why the prop bets are so interesting to a lot of our audience is people understand the, the, the stats because of fantasy football. The right. individual stats yep. are fresh in everyone's mind. And when they take a look at this prop bet tonight, you wonder how it slipped through. Vegas because like you said there's so many props there's always one or two that they miss on yep. like the the analysis isn't right because this one doesn't make any sense at all Bill, you want to know a con- great one that that this shows how, how how accurate the king of props is uh and that's just one of the different features you know we have we have right now at, at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider one of the great features we have up is uh uh interviewing the odds makers about the the uh Seattle's historic 19 and a half point line and and what it means, and what they're looking at, and why the Las Vegas books are on edge because of that line. So we're offering a lot of different information, breaking down football from a lot of different angles. But one of the one of the great props uh, uh, that the King of Props had recently was Cecil Short for Jacksonville over 60 yards receiving. Now we all know uh, the you know that the the, the uh, Jacksonville offense is pretty pretty sorrowful, right? But but uh, Cecil Short had eight catches for 93 yards in that game. Uh, you know that's 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 pretty deadly accurate. And to pick it out of a Jacksonville offense and to know who they need to turn to to uh, to compete in that game, I was one of a, one of like six incredible picks he's had this season. 
You know, I, I don't have the the fortune of living in Las Vegas, and for whatever reason, my betting service doesn't have player props. Yep. I'm a little upset about that. I might have to change change people. That could cause like a war in my territory, but it might have to happen. <laughs> but listen, he does all. You know what? The thing, the cool thing is, he does all the work for you. That's really what it comes down to. You know, I'm laying I'm laying down a lot of action. So my my I got my people want me to stay loyal. But if I have to leave one of these services to go to a player props, may have a, a war in North Jersey. I don't know if people are going to like that. Carrie, <laughs> did you hear the code words Bill just used? By the way, he he said. My people, and he said, "My territory." That's right. Like, what is that all about? <laughs> hey, bada bing! Bill's a powerful That's right. man. Yay! Yeah, you know what it is. All right, Carrie, we got to wrap you up because we got to take a break. I need a sip of coffee or something. But uh, play king of props and the quality stats at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. I mean, I'll put it simply: if you want to win money betting on football, you have to check out ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Carrie and his crew. Do an excellent job. How's that for a plug? It's great, Bill. You guys are the best. Keep up the great work, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Keep helping me make those win- winning those bets, Carrie. That's all you got to do, my friend. <laughs> Makes everybody happy. That's right. Take care. Love all talking right, to you, Carrie Bird from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. You got to love the stuff there, Todd. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this prop bet, Bill. <laughs> it, it could be over in one play. You could you could win this bet. That's, that's how yeah. good this one is. Are you, are you sure you're reading the fine print there? I'm, I'm reading the fine print, yes. All right. I don't know if I like that one. I like it. I think you're crazy. Alex, we, Smith, Alex Smith can can do just as well. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it, huh? The Chiefs defense nope. pretty good. Not worried about it. All right. Fly gonna, like an eagle, my friend. I'm going to uh, settle on the. I'm going to think this prop bet over as we take a break more of your emails more of your telephone calls all coming up we're pretty much straight fantasy football lineup advice in the final segment of the show so now is the time to get your call in 855-478-7030 and if you want to email us it's radio at footballnation.com bill enright todd devries hanging out with you more football nation coming up next football nation the pulse of nfl fans everywhere Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football... You belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com 
and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Football Nation, there is no off-season. Uh, welcome back to Football Nation on Football Nation Radio, ffchamps.com, footballnation.com. Todd, earlier in the show, we kind of told everyone that we're going to help you guys become the first ever fantasy football millionaire. And the way that you can do that is pretty simple. DraftKings.com, our official daily fantasy football partner, has their 2013 Fantasy Football Millionaire Grand Finale. You can become a millionaire simply by paying fantasy football. In fact, there's $3.1 million in cash prizes. The top 300 finalists get paid. And get this, Todd. If you're a new depositor, that means basically means if this is your first time checking out DraftKings.com, you get a free entry into one of these Millionaire Grand Finale uh, qualifiers. To put it simply, you're a new customer. Go to DraftKings.com. You get a free entry into one of these contests, and it's a lot of fun. You win some cash playing fantasy football, and you can become the first ever in the history of fantasy football, the first ever millionaire fantasy football player. Mm. I'll tell you what, Mr. Bill, I've actually done quite well in, uh, in, these, in these weekly events so far through two weeks. I don't know about you. I don't tell well, you my uh, – you know, my uh, team names. Right. So I'm kind of like the Phantom out there. Yeah. But I'm doing I'm doing well. The Phantom of Fantasy Football Opera? The fantasy Phantom. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You like that one? Yeah. But, you know, like Kerry said in the previous segment, how the King of Props digs deep and he finds, like, a couple props each week that kind of slip through the cracks. We do the same thing here with DraftKings. We do. They do a great job with their salaries, but we always find some bargains. So... Bill, let's get right into it. Who are the best buy quarterbacks for week three? 
All right, here we go. Colin Kaepernick versus the Indianapolis Colts for $8,800. think he's going to be pretty motivated after looking like uh, a JV high school quarterback against the Seattle Seahawks. You got Tom Brady versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 8300 bucks. Russell Wilson playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, $8,000 of your total budget. And my absolute steal of the week, it's going to be high scoring. We know this team loves to pass. Carson Palmer versus the New Orleans Saints for $7,300, Todd. I love Carson Palmer, especially if Larry Fitz is in and, and playing. That's, that's the only caveat a, That's there. a little caveat. Okay, I'm down with that one. But they, they can't beat the price. I mean, he's at the same price point as, you know, Dalton, Flacco, Matt Schaub, those kind of guys. So right. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, who are the overpriced quarterbacks this week, Bill? I know you have a trio of guys here that might not be worth their salary this week. I do. Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons taking on a very underrated, very tough Miami Dolphins defense. Matt Ryan will cost you $9,000. Andrew Luck versus the 49ers. A little bit concerned about the, uh, the Colts this week only because we think the Niners are going to be a little bit extra motivated after that disappointing and embarrassing loss against the Seahawks last week. And then Tony Romo, we said he's getting those pain injections. He's got the crisscrossed ribs playing against the Rams in week three. $7,800 is what Romo will cost you. Yeah, Matt Ryan, um, just to put this in perspective for the for the audience out there, you can get Matt Ryan about the exact same salary as Matt Stafford against the Redskins or Drew Brees against the Cardinals. So right. why would you choose Matt Ryan when you've got those other two guys who – Seem to me clearly, you know, if you want to pay that kind of price, they're clearly the better option than Matt Ryan. I'm sitting, I'm not going with Matt Ryan this week too. So I agree with you there, bud. All right, let's move over to the best buys at the running back position. Todd, originally, I wrote this article yesterday and I included it in today's outline. I had Trent Richardson, who was supposed to be playing the Vikings as yeah. one of my steals of the week, only at $6,700. But now I got to cross him off the list totally. So I'm going to move down to no Sean Moreno taking on the Oakland Raiders. You and I are both a little bit wary of no Sean, but you got to ride him while he's hot. Right now, the Broncos are playing the Raiders Monday night football. No, Sean, will cost you about $6,000. Bernard Pierce, a very sneaky play if Reggie Bush is not in action. Bernard Pierce only coming at a price of $4,500. And then my absolute steal of the week is Frank Gore versus the Indianapolis Colts. Indy, very bad defense. Frank Gore coming in at a cost of $5,400. I like those. What's interesting, Bill, is that they have up on the site, on DraftKings.com, they have updated Trent Richardson to his new team Yeah, and his new opponent, but they kept the salary the same. It's tough. Tough Maybe they have to lock it in. Uh, Maybe there's a technical reason. I think maybe they have to lock in his salary. Oh, that could be. Uh, Well, I guess my point is is he goes from being one of your best buys to overpriced. Yeah, he does. He had the same salary. Yeah. Now he's now he's playing at San Fran. We talked about it all show. Lesser workload, so stay away from Trent Richardson this week. All right, let's move over to the overpriced running backs. Matt Forte against a very stingy Steelers defense, seventy eight hundred dollars for Forte. Stay away. DeMar- DeMarco Murray versus St. Louis Rams, sixty three hundred dollars. MJD versus the Seahawks, fifty two hundred bucks. And then Chris Ivory for five thousand dollars. I'm not paying that kind of price for him, especially when you got guys like James Starks and Jaquiz Rogers and Stephen Ridley for forty eight hundred. Joyke Bell, Joyke Bell's another one, forty six hundred dollars. Amazing. 
Yeah, you got Bell, Geo, same kind of player. I mean, better players for, for Chris Ivory's a Jet. Bill, end of story. He's a Jet. That's all you got to say. All right, Best Buy wide receivers, Bill. I know you like Wes Welker this week. I do like Wes Welker. I think he's going to get a lot of action versus the Oakland Raiders. Sixty-nine hundred dollars for Wes. How about Anquan Bolden at sixty-eight hundred dollars versus the Indianapolis Colts? Dwayne Bow in action Thursday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. Sixty-two hundred dollars is his Ooh. calling price. And then my absolute steal of the week: the greasy, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Todd Mike Wallace of the of the Miami Dolphins taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Fifty-eight hundred bucks for Wallace. Really? Yeah, that's cheap, right? I'm looking down here. That's very cheap. Yeah, that's my. You got to dig deep to find the gems, and I think we found the gem with Mike Wallace there. I my like absolute steal of the week. Yeah, I like that one. Thank you. All right. So, who are the overpriced prima donna wide receivers this week? Overpriced wide receivers. I love what Deshaun Jackson has been doing with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, but I think his, his price this week, Todd, is just too much. The Chiefs' defense is actually pretty good. They have DJX as the fourth highest uh, cost for wide receivers. Ninety one hundred dollars. Just too much. Too much. Uh, too rich for my taste. Uh, Reggie Wayne against the uh, 49ers, 6900 dollars, and then Roddy White against the Miami Dolphins, sixty three hundred bucks. Mm. All right. Are you, yeah. uh, do you do you understand where I'm coming from with Ejax? I just yeah, think it's too I think expensive. That that's, they went a little overboard there with him, right? And uh, and maybe they know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. I, it, it, when you compare, see, a lot of this is comparing to the players in similar salary ranges. You know, exactly. And it's like you could have Calvin Johnson for a similar salary point as Deshaun Jackson. So why right. would you get take him when you got Megatron against the Redskins? You know, right. if you want to pay that much for a, a wide receiver, you know, um, I've had a lot of success, Bill, following you know the best buy wide receivers, kind of the bargain basement guys. Okay. You know, I haven't yeah. been taking the best Megatron and Adrian Peterson each week. I've been kind of laying low with the best bargains, and it pays off. I, I totally agree. Uh, let's move over quickly to tight ends. Best buy, or did we do the? Yes, we did. All right, best buy for tight ends. Tony Gonzalez playing against the Miami Dolphins, fifty-six hundred dollars. I think his value goes up if Roddy, since Roddy White is a little bit banged up. Jared Cook, I like this week versus the Dallas Cowboys, fifty-one hundred dollars for Cook. And then my absolute steal. You'll notice a lot of Broncos on this list is because the Raiders stink and the Broncos are great on offense. Forty-nine hundred dollars for Julius Thomas. Yeah, I'm surprised he's uh, still very low. Yeah, I'm looking. He's like the 11th or 12th. Three touchdowns in two weeks. Tight end on this list. Mm. Overpriced tight ends. Jordan Cameron versus the Minnesota Vikings. We know Hoyer is his quarterback this week, so I'm staying away from Cameron at $5,700. Hoyer. It's just one name, Hoyer. There's no first name with Hoyer. That's it. He's not worth researching his first name. Yeah. Right? It could be Brian or it could be Brandon. I'm not really sure. It's just Hoyer. <laughs> Brandon Myers of the New York Giants is taking on the Carolina Panthers at $4,900, staying away from him. And then Zach Ertz in action on Thursday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs, $4,800, just too expensive. 4800 That's That's 100 bucks less than uh, Julius Thomas. Uh, that's why, hey, that's my uh, Julius Thomas, my <laughs> yeah. absolute steal. Oh, my gosh. So there you go. Check out DraftKings.com. We want you to become the first ever fantasy football millionaire, and you get a free 
contest entry into one of these qualifier contests uh, if you're a first-time customer. So they got a lot of great deals over at DraftKings.com. Love DraftKings.com. Can't say enough good things about it. They're making us money. They're gonna. If you listen to us, we're gonna help you make you some money playing fantasy football. Can't go wrong. All right, Bill. We got a lot of emails to to motor through. We got about nine minutes to do it. All right. Do you want to go to Terry in Atlanta? He's been on hold for like twenty minutes. Oh. I kind of feel bad for him. Absolutely. Sorry. All right. Let's go to Put Terry real quick. Terry, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Don't feel bad for me. I'm blessed. Hey, uh, quick question. Um, I have an offer to be traded. RG uh, three. I would have to give up. Reggie Wayne. Who are your wide receivers and who do you have at quarterback? Okay, I have Andrew Luck now, and my wide receivers currently are Demarius Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Dwayne Bowe, and I have Josh Gordon on the bench. I don't think you can get rid of Wayne. You have Andrew Luck. I don't think you have a need for RG3. Okay. Todd, you with me there? Yeah, this is a one quarterback league, right? Correct. Is it a PPR? Yes. Yeah, you got to keep Reggie Wayne. Plus, you have wow. Andrew Luck, so you got a little bonus right there. Yeah, Reggie Wayne doesn't get in the end zone enough for my liking, but man, he catches a ton of balls throughout the season. So PPR, yeah. I'd hang on to Wayne. And RG three and Luck are kind of the same kind of player to me. Um, you know, Bill. Yeah, so, yeah. I guess I thought I was. Uh, I now, I mean, I think Luck. I think Luck's value increases with Trent Richardson getting into the mix. Yeah, I do too, Terry. I would certainly keep Wayne. And you got you got Andrew Luck as your starting quarterback. You got nothing to worry about. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Nope. Have a good day. No problem, Terry. Best of luck to you in week three. All right. Now, Todd, let's get to some of these emails. Who's up first? I believe it's Joey Garcia. He has two, uh, two quick questions here. Which quarterback are you starting this week? RG3 versus Detroit or Alex Smith versus Philadelphia? Uh, RG3 or Alex Smith. Griffin or Smith, Smith or I'm going to go RG3. I'm going to go with RG3, too. He's been getting it done in garbage time. I don't care when it happens, whether it's the first quarter or the fourth quarter. As long as he's getting it done, Griffin is doing that. Right now, he's my 12th quarterback on on FFChamps.com. So I'm rolling with RG3 this week. Uh, Another question from Joey, non-PPR league. Which is the best running back to own, non-PPR? Danny Woodhead, Andre Ellington, or Shane Vereen? Non-PPR is the key. Wow. Uh, take a flyer with – jeez. I think Ellington has some intriguing upside. Yeah. You know, he's an injury away from potentially being a, you know, kind of a an under-the-radar fantasy gem. But you, you need an injury there, I think, for that to happen. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with Woodhead. Uh, Vereen, you can pick him back up in maybe just a couple more weeks. Sticking with the emails, we're going to go to Andrew, who has – Two quick questions. Pick three of these wide receivers, Todd. Randall Cobb, Julian Edelman, Dwayne Bowe, and Quan Bolden. By the way, it's a full point PPR league. Cobb, Edelman, Bolden, Bowe. Cobb is Bo. in. Cobb is, is in. Bowe is, is in. Bolden or Edelman. Uh, I heard a report that Edelman is going to get uh, covered by Darrell Revis this week. I'm going to lead toward Anquan Bolden. Bolden. I'm going Bolden. Uh, yeah, getting back in the good graces of his quarterback this week against the Colts. Bolden. Cobb, Bowen, Bolden are the your yep. three receivers. Second question, pick one flex. Oh, God, these are rough. Nate Burleson, James Starks, Michael Floyd, Kembrell Tompkins, Mark Ingram. Starks. 
And that was for Andrew in California. Sticking with the emails here, we're going to go to Jeff S., who's in a 10-team PPR league, benching MJD as his running back two. Who does he give the nod to in week three? Gio Bernard or Bernard Pierce? Pierce if Ray Rice doesn't play. Pierce if Ray Rice does play. Pierce. I like that move. Jared Cook or Antonio Brown in the flex? Cook. Cook. I'm going with Cook We had that question earlier. Yep, Cook. How did we have that question earlier? About a phone caller. Oh, he called in. Very sneaky, Jeff. Emailing us and calling us. I like that. I don't know if it was the same guy, but (laughs) it might have been. Could have been. Uh, Big shooter in the house, our friend from FFChamps.com, one of our FFChamps homeboys. Aaron needs to know, Deshaun Jackson or Jordy Nelson? Tough one. Non-PPR. Oh. Very, very tough one. Jordy Nelson playing against the Bengals. Deshaun playing against the Chiefs. We have Jordy Nelson as our number 10 wide receiver this week. Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, Non-PPR, I'm going to go with Jordy Nelson. Him and Rodgers have been looking really good lately. Uh, Nelson's been getting in the end zone. I think you're right, Todd. The Chiefs well, could surprise he, who some Who else people. does he have? He has to bench one of these guys. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. He's got Bryant. Can't bench Des. No. Man. It's a shame you can only play two of them. I know. There's no flex. No. I like I like them both. I mean, I I guess I'll lean with you on Nelson. I think I think Nelson's safer than Djax. Yeah. I think Djax has ridiculous upside. Ridiculous. But um, I'll go safe. I'll go Nelson. All right, I'm going to go with Nelson as well. How about uh, this email? Love hearing from our boy Dan Perry. To start, he wants to say thanks for the heads up on DraftKings.com. He loved it and got paid last week. How about for Dan P? Love hearing got some money last week playing at DraftKings.com. He has a couple questions for us. Mike Vick or RG3 this week? Mike Vick or RG3? I'm going to go with Mike Vick. You know, I'm going to go Vic. I'm going to try to play Vic until he's out because he, you know me and Vic. He's just not going to last the season, man. So he, he's red hot right now. Play him while you got him. That's right. All right. Now, he has these two receivers in both a non-PPR and PPR league, and I think we're going to have different answers for each one. Mike Wallace or Anquan Bolden? In the PPR, I'm going with Bolden. Bolden. In the non-PPR, I'm going with Wallace. Wallace. I right. agree. As long as we're on the same page there. Uh, we have a question from Chris. Given everything happening with the Colts this week, playing at San Fran, is it crazy to start Alex Smith over Andrew Luck? It's not crazy to start him. We talked about this earlier. Andrew Luck, it, this is his one of his worst matchups of the year, and this is probably Alex Smith, your QB2's best matchup of the year. So you're not crazy to do it. I'm probably sticking with Luck. Okay. By the way, Chris was listening earlier in the show when I was talking about what my kids are going to be watching when yeah. they, you know, when I have them eventually. He says his daughter watches Strawberry Shortcake. She is two. She can still talk. She still can't talk football. Uh, that's funny because my fiance's goddaughter is also two, loves Strawberry Shortcake, and wants no part of football. Yeah. So that's how I knew the kids these days are watching Strawberry Shortcake. It's not like I was, you know, creeping on Nickelodeon or whatever, whatever channel that is that's on. Just wanted to clarify that I did have some insight as to what the kids are watching these days. Yeah, you've got a lot of insight with Strawberry Shortcake. It's good. 
<laughs> Thanks. Uh, nah, next question is from Blake. Should I start Deshaun Jackson or Vincent Jackson? Ooh, the Jacksons. Very close on the FFCPI. They get a yardage bonus for TDs, touchdowns, over 40 yards, and they also get a yardage bonus for 100-yard pl- uh, mark. I'm going to go against the FFCPI on this one. They're very close. We have VJAX ahead 15. of DJAX. I'm going to go DJAX here. All right, DJAX because like of the, the bonuses. Bonus? You like the, the bonuses. bonuses. The right. bonuses are the, are the reason. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have a question from Terry in D.C. Very long question. Highlight of my fantasy football season, aftermath of my draft. Uh, First-time subscriber to FF Champs, so we love hearing that. Loved using the draft tool. Nice. Thank you very much. Right now he has a little bit of trouble. Lost by week one, very slim margin. Put Jared Cook into his lineup in week two. Lost by one point. Is it time to hit the panic button? No, we don't hit the panic button off uh, just from two weeks. He tried to pick up Eddie Royal and James Starks off waivers, but didn't get either. We don't think that's big of a deal because James Starks not going to be in action much longer. The Packers have a bye in week four. Eddie Lacy is going to be back in week five. Let's just quickly take a look at this team, Todd. Andrew Luck is the quarterback. Doug Martin and MJD at running back. Julio Jones and Larry Fitz at wide receiver. Jared Cook at tight end. And then Reggie Bush. At the flex, pretty solid team, especially when you look at Dwayne Bowe on the bench, T.Y. Hilton on the bench. Has a little bit of trouble at running backs. Well, his bench is Vereen and Ingram. Right. Hurt and, and hurt. M- MJD is the running back, too. I mean, he does hurt. have Reggie Bush and hurt. Doug Martin. He's got five running or five running backs and four of them, four are, of hurt. them are hurt. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, Terry. I mean, I... I, I think I think Reggie Bush will be fine. Maybe what you want to do is take Here's MJ, what I'm looking at. All take right. MJD out of the lineup, put Reggie Bush in RB two, and then put in Bo. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah. What What were you going to suggest? Well, I'm I'm talking about just from an overall standpoint, improving his roster. Yeah. I'm looking at dumping Tompkins and Dalton. Ooh. And seeing what's out there, like running backs. I mean, I'm, I'm, because of the injuries, I like his team. Right. The injuries are killing him. I mean, so Larry Fitz could be hurt too. I mean, he he might oh, not have a. Yeah. Now, if Larry Fitz is out, you know, you could put Bo in there. You could put Hilton in the flex. There's a lot of ifs here. So, so you're dropping Tompkins. You're dropping Andy Dalton. No reason to have. Here's a quarterback what I'm doing too. I'm considering Dalton a dime a dozen. I'm considering uh, dropping Dalton and Tompkins and trying to upgrade my running backs because of the injuries. Only because of the injuries. So maybe you're taking flyers on guys like Jason Snelling, Andre Ellington. Maybe you pick up Monte Ball and hope that Noshan Moreno gets hurt, which he seems to do every year. You're, Quiz, you're, you're making moves like that, right? Yeah, right. I'm okay. just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm worried about his injuries. If he didn't have his injuries, his his lineup's pretty solid. All right, I believe there's about four emails, five emails that we didn't get to. The good news is they can expect a personal response by me in maybe in. Later on in today, I'm going to get to their questions before they have to before the finalization of their lineup. So uh, we apologize for the people that we didn't get the emails to, but don't worry, you're going to get a personal response from me, which is better than a verbal response over the radio, in my opinion. Of course, yeah, right. That's what I think as well. Uh, we had a lot to discuss today, Todd. The Trent Richardson news kind of sent shockwaves through the NFL and among fantasy football circles. Uh, we don't know what to expect from Trent this week. Playing against the 49ers, how much of that playbook can he really know at this point? We're going to find out in just a few days. Thursday night action, 
Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Monday night action, Broncos versus the Raiders. You think the Broncos just blow them out of the water? Uh, I think it's closer than you think in the first half, and then the second half they pull away. Peyton just comes alive? Yeah, they say enough is enough, and they pull away. Did we stop making survivor pool picks? Did we make one last week? I totally forget. I'm going to make one quickly. This one may surprise you. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings over to Cleveland Browns. You're never going to use the Vikings the rest of the year. You might as well use them when they're playing against Hoyer. Hoyer, yes. I like that. I'm going with the Vikings as my survivor pool Uh, pick. You know, how about the – I hear Seattle's playing the Jaguars. That's a pretty safe bet. That one's a lock, you think? Yeah. All right, so you're going with the Seahawks. Now, you can't use them again the rest of the year. You know, if I'm still alive in week three, I'm so bad at these survivor pools, Bill. Are you? Because I get cute. I get right. cute, and I say, oh, i got to save these teams. So, no, I'm going to take the Seahawks and advance to week four. All right, I'm going to take a risk and take the Vikings because I'm going to try to get cute here. And you're going to have Hoyer nightmares oh, when, God, he, when he beats not. the Vikings. We'll see. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode of Football Nation. I want to thank our producer, Josh Deering. Thank all of our emailers, all of our callers. Don't forget, check out DraftKings.com for your daily fantasy football leagues. Also want to give a quick shout-out to Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. If you love betting on football, you have to check out ColdHardFootballFacts.com. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Enjoy all the NFL action in Week 3. Football, football, and more football at FootballNation.com.